episode of Trayvon. Trayvon. That sounded painful. Yeah. My name's Jake Spear, and joined with me, as always, are my two favourite dirty devils in all the land, Double O Derby Deck. Trayvon. Oh. And our MI6 expert in the field, Mr. Brandon McClelland. Reparation for duty. Oh. Oh. <laughs> my God, it's Captain Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Captain Morgan is <laughs> here. <laughs> Oh, well, gentlemen, welcome, welcome. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Lovely to see you. It, <laughs> I always feel so weird saying that in your house. <laughs> then why do you say it every time? Well, yeah, because I, I want a little segue to say welcome to everyone else out there. Well, right. just we'll do just that. say welcome to everyone else well, out there. I'll say welcome to everyone else out there, and welcome to a very special episode, yeah. episode number 30. Oh! oh. Why is it so special? Well, because it's 30. Right. Yep. That's a lot of episodes That's a lot that we've of managed episodes. to do. Too many. We're yeah. not even that old. No. Spoiler. No, it's now the show's than... now older than us. Yep. You yeah. can watch one episode a year. For all the years for we've all been alive. The years that we've been alive and then still have one left for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Two left for me. Yeah. 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 And I. And you as well also. If you're still with us, welcome. <laughs> Thanks for hanging in there. If you want to get in touch with us... It's basically just th- like two, two and a half, three hours of this. It is. Yes. It is, yeah. pretty much. Um, firstly, let me let me say, um, as always, we hope your week has been Trey Bond. Trey Bond. Trey Bond. Trey Bond. Um, wherever and whenever you're listening to whenever. us. Whenever. Yeah. True. The future. The, the future. The time travel aspect. Come with me yeah. if you want to live. Mm. Come on, do it. Hi. I want to talk about James Bond. Let's get into it. Gentlemen, our mission today... You want both of us to say? Gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same, at the same time. time. Same time. Well, gentlemen. Jake, gentlemen. Today's mission is 1954's Ian Fleming classic, classic of daring do and adventure. Live and let die. Wow, it's almost like you were the same brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Sym- get that a lot. Symbiosis. Symbiosis. Yeah, you were really connected. Mm. Yeah. So it's a book. It's a book. Oh, right. That, yeah. that, that's what that By is. By Ian Fleming. By Ian Fleming. The second one, Live yeah. and Let Die. You Follow should up. know that if you've read I have read it. Before coming I have read it. You have read it, but you haven't read it yet because we still have to do our preconceived notions. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. technically, Remember? we're in that grey area, area where we oh. pretend that we haven't done anything. Oh. Yeah, that's right. What are we going to think about it? I feel terribly dishonest. Someone else who could probably sense it too. Mm-hmm. Mr. Matt Gawley. Oh. Here's to Matt Gawley. Here's here's to Matt Gawley. A very special thank you. He gets our our shout-out. Our shout-out of the week. Our 30th. No. Yes, our 30th. Yes, our 30th. I don't think we've done 29. Which is is the the Garnet Jubilee. (laughs) Yes. I don't know. For the Queen? Uh, Yeah. What would it be? 30. 30? Your 30th anniversary uh, is your... Paper. Silver. Silver? Mm. No, silver's 20, isn't it? Is it? No. And paper's one year. Matt Gawley. Oh, it's our Mac Gawley no, Jubilee. No. That's what we're talking about him saying thank you, just to keep us on track. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Oh, but thanks. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you will be getting a silver garnet uh, Trayvon Jubilee ornament. Yes, made yes. of paper. Made of paper. <laughs> <laughs> so here's to you. Thank you very much. And welcome to all the new listeners who have uh, scurried aboard this sinking ship. Oh, very <laughs> apt in today's story. Very apt. Gentlemen, here's one for you. Oh! oh! Now, we do have a story this week. We do. We didn't have one last week. No, no we didn't. It, um, we had a break. And we apologise. And it will never happen again until the next time it happens. Yeah. Chasing a flare in the night, Bond and Bind are caught off guard 
ambushed and captured by enemies unseen. Bond wakes later to find himself in a jungle clearing, tied around a tall sandpaper fig tree. His enemy soon makes himself known, a hulking, blonde, politicising Texan in a Navy SEALs uniform. His bulging neck and bloodshot blue eyes reveal signs of the nefarious serum. While he's laying into James, Bind manages to break free and hurls a rock at the Texan, who retaliates by shooting her in the shoulder before turning once more to Agent 007. My God, is she dead? What's going to happen? Now, James watches on helplessly, his muscles straining against the taut ropes. Bind slumps to her knees, clutching her shoulder, and is immediately set upon by two Navy SEALs with weapons raised. The extent of the Texan's company, by the look of things. I advise you to stay down, Miss Bind. I'd hate to have to kill you before the big finale. (laughs) Bind seems to comply, bowing her head and wincing. The Texan turns once more to Bond, eager to continue where he left off. Now, where was I? He holsters his sidearm, striding towards Bond and smiling. Bond does not meet his gaze, instead mirroring 003's downtrodden manner. What's the matter? Oh, that's a bit wrong. (laughs) What's the matter, 007? You haven't started praying already, have you? The Texan seems amused by Bond's readiness to give in. I expected so much more fight from you. Especially after what you did to my good pal Roxbury. (gasps) The Texan has an idea. He reaches into a pocket and extracts a small silver tin. Ooh. You know, I have just the thing to make you feel better. Bike beads. (laughs) (laughs) Courtesy of Redwood himself, in fact. This stuff is good, Jimmy. Oh my god. He opens the tin to reveal a silver-plated syringe full of vivid blue liquid. Oh my god! Even now, Bond does not look at his new foe. He seems lost in thought, almost murmuring to himself. The Texan tests the syringe with a quick squirt. (coughs) Meanwhile, rushing low in the dense jungle, twigs snap and branches part before us. A A silent steam train where none should be. This better not be that fucking bondola. It's an animal. <laughs> Unstoppable and moving fast. <laughs> Cut to. It better not be He's a it bondola. It's got a homing beacon. <laughs> yeah. He summoned it with his oh, mind. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the Texan grabs. <laughs> the Texan grabs Bond firmly. You should have destroyed it. And in one swift <laughs> <Yeah>. movement. <laughs> Jabs the syringe into his writhing bicep. Oh, Bond, Bond. Bond's, Bond's bicep. Bond lets out a Brosnan groan, but tries to remain, but tries to remain focused on his thoughts. Just a dabble, do you? <laughs> Not a sponsor. First time, anyway. Says the Texan, inje- injecting about a quarter of the swin- syringe <laughs> into Bond's arm. He looks at the remainder. Don't mind if I do. Taking the syringe to his own forearm, he empties the rest of the large needle, easing his eyes shut in ecstasy. Oh, with the same syringe? It takes some doing. But once you know how to use this stuff, it's mighty impressive. (laughs) Oh my god. James can relate. His entire body overcome by a rush of glowing warmth. He felt incredible. 
his muscles pulsed. He's and, glowing. <laughs> and the taut ropes around his body seemed to almost cry out. Jill raised her head now, watching him closely. The, the Texan laughed cruelly, hyperactive and on, and on edge. Maybe now you'll put up a fight. He steps closer to Bond, fists raised, and begins laying into his chest and torso with big heavy punches. Bond feels none of the pain, only the force of the blows. They're mighty, Ooh. supercharged by the power of Roxbury's serum. Jill cries out in desperation. In desperation! <laughs> but, is, <laughs> but is silenced with a blow from the butt of a rifle between her shoulder blades. Oh, fucking fuck! Forcing her to the ground. A rushing sound of snapping branches from the nearby tree line causes all action to cease. The Texan looks into the dense forest, then at Bond, who is now calm and smiling. <laughs> Courtesy of Kilbranch. No. Yes. The Bondola, now in full hovercraft mode, comes bursting into the clearing at full speed, hurtling straight towards Bond and the Texan. <laughs> Bemused, the Texan fails to act in time. The Bondola clatters into him, connecting hard, sending him headfirst into a nearby tree. He's knocked out cold. <laughs> It scrapes past Bond, barely missing him, then disappears quietly into the forest once more. <laughs> Just <laughs> runs away! It's, it's gone it's, wild! It's wild. It's become a wild animal! <laughs> I will never be far. Whenever you need me, call me! That's, that's the idea. Right. Yeah. Bond seizes his chance, tensing his muscles against the rope with all his newfound might. They snap, crackle, and pop open. <laughs> Not a sponsor. He's free and on the move. Also thinking like a double O, Bind makes a few moves of her own. She rushes at one of the guards, distracted by the sight of the bondola, and, <gasps> and quickly disarms him with an MI6-approved judo chop. Yes! Serum cursing through, coursing through his veins. Bond cursing. bum... Fucking shit and fucking and tits and whack! Bond bum-rushes the remaining Navy SEAL, tackling, to the, tackling him to the ground and easily overpowering him. 003 and 007 execute their respective targets with synchronised shots from their rifles that echo through the jungle. One, two, three, bang! (laughs) They stare at each other, breathing heavily. The blue of Bond's eyes almost seem to glow. Cutting now. The sun was rising higher. It flickered through the foliage as they rushed through the dense brush. Bond felt renewed by the serum coursing through his veins, oblivious that to the pain of his broken molars and beaten body. If you remember his, his yeah, molars yeah, were crushed. Oh, yeah. So he's really yeah. talking like this. Yeah. Courtesy of Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> he even had to measure his speed so as to stay close to Bind, who was still moving at an admirable pace despite her many wounds. Seven kilometres, seven and a half. Seven kilometres, seven and a half. <laughs> he marvelled at the power of the seven. The serum, sorry. Seven the power of the seven. seven. <laughs> and for a moment, let himself wonder if it was as evil as he'd been led to believe. Oh, hang on. Hang on, he's converted. He's a junkie now. <laughs> but then he felt it. An anger burning deep but bright. A frightening, primal thirst that longed for satiation. In the wrong hands, in the wrong dosage, this could spell disaster. He hoped the feeling would not last. They spoke as they jogged. 
So these Navy SEALs are what? Meth addicts? <laughs> and they're trying to steal the rest of Roxbury stash? Bind was in pain, confused and impatient. That's one angle. That's we, one angle. <laughs> <laughs> we still don't know who that Texan was. I'm just trying to give you some kind of... To, re- if you, to help you on the next story. Thank you. Because you always seem to get a bit lost. Oh, I appreciate yeah, yeah, the yeah. setup. Yeah. We don't have to deal... Uh, we still don't know who that Texan was and who could be pulling the strings. We don't have to deal with that right now, though. All I know is that we need to destroy this stockpile by any means necessary while we still can. The pair emerged from the jungle into another wide clearing, visible just beyond the dockyards and the massive red ships. Re- massive red ship? All aboard the red slug, said, <laughs> said Bond, smiling a crooked smile and salivating. Bind began to worry about him. To be continued. Oh! What a cliffhanger! Uh, a cliffhanger! A day's walk. Has, I think that's your occurred. best one. Thank you. Oh, yeah. that's absolutely. Yeah. Standing ovation. Oh, yeah. Standing ovation. Still a little bit silly. No, I like Still it. I've come around serious. to the. Uh, I've come around to the deck verse. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's nonsense. It's it's uh, the Herbie fully loaded bondola. <laughs> <laughs> that's gone rogue and lives in the jungle. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, it'll be back. Found his calling. <laughs> oh, it'll be back. <laughs> no, I love that one. I thought that was very good. Oh, but you also have to remember, Jake, that now. Bond's teeth are broken. The oh, serum yeah. is making up for that at the moment, but when it starts to wear off, yeah, and he begins to feel the pain again, he's going to start getting itchy. I yeah. think the viewership's going to drop off, fellas. I don't what? know if people are going to tolerate mm. Bond in in with, with a with a really bad lisp. Junkie Bond. Junkie Bond. Yeah. Well, it's very funny. Make it work. Maybe. Make it all work. right. All right. That's but, the challenge. But we have no fact check. Well. We, well oh. This just did. Hang oh, on now. The <laughs> We've had a comment come Uh-oh. through from one of our, our most recent new edition listeners. Now, oh, let it be known, this hasn't there? been approved officially by the Fact Check Division. No, I approve F branch. This is from Miguel or Miguel, Miguel Madrigal. Uh, his uh, Instagram title is MMAD Rig. Okay. Or M Mad Rig. Not MDMAD Rig. Mad Rig. Cool. Not MDMA rig, no. no. Which would have been a better fit into the, the story. The story, yeah. story uh, alas. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's been going through some of our earlier uh, podcasts. He's been going through our things. He's been going through our things. Through our trash, like a stalker. Yes, but you know what? I'm grateful for this one. Oh. Because he's called you out, Jake. <gasps> what? <laughs> I think I have a new favourite. So he says... <laughs> you would. I want you to cast your mind back. Really early on. We're okay. 30 episodes in. Think oh. way back around the Doctor No, Live and Let Die. Oh, gee. Wow, kind it's of really days. early it was, it was around the episode of The Living Daylights. Different man. And in was. the fact check of that episode... We were so young. We were talking about the heights of the different Bond actors. Oh, I think yeah. you'll remember that Jake... How tall are you? You're five foot. I'm six eleven. Five foot nothing. <laughs> five foot seven or uh, five foot eight. Five eight depends. You're who's five asking. eight. Yes, and so you slandered Daniel Craig. Slandered and said that he was also five foot eight. I'm taller than all the bonds, so that apparently yeah have. by 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 his logic, absolutely yeah. Well, M M A D rig Miguel yes my mad rig says. <laughs> 
I think I might know what happened with Jake's math conversion for oh. Daniel Craig's height. Oh, that's right. He's been a strong all suit. Wrong. I up. think Jake said 178 centimetres is 5.8 feet. And he is correct. Ah! But he then said that that was 5 feet 8 inches. Not quite. 0.8 feet is 10 inches. There are 12 inches per feet multiplied oh, by 0.8 equals 10 inches. So, yeah. 5.8 feet is 5 feet 10 inches. He oh. says... So, how many centimetres in all that, Jake? That is... Uh, I've literally just said it. <laughs> uh, um, 182 it's centimetres. 178. My goodness. <laughs> this is why, Miguel. This is why. Uh, but he also says that he loves the podcast. So there you are. You've been, consider yourself, fact-checked. Wee. All right. All right. Who watches The Watchmen? Who fact-checks the fact-checkers? Miguel does. Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> we need a team out there, really, to deal with all his slanderous we do. Oh, excuse me. Uh, well, do you have any facts for us to check this week? No, I don't. You haven't? No, I don't, because it was the top five. And I thought we would just let that slide. Mm. I do have a little fact that's of maybe of... <laughs> that may be of uh, interest to the listeners. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We recently cracked the top 100 charts oh, yeah. in the United States for film and television podcasts. And we just want to say thank you to, to all you dirty devils for, Especially, for making that happen. Uh, all the people in Finland where we're nearly top 10. Yeah, we're top 12 <laughs> last time we checked. And uh, that's, that's pretty high by my estimation. Plans for a, a, a Scandinavian tour in the works. Yep, yep. Um, but due to international travel being completely cancelled, yeah. um, that's a on. Zoom tour. That's yes. A Zoom tour through Scandinavia. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, well, I guess it's time for us now to get into our preconceived notions. Oh, you, our pre-recorded. Yes. Our pre-recorded yes. preconceived right. notions. Our favourite pre-recorded segment. Segment. Yes. Yeah. But not Jake's. Jake. My pre- preconceived notions for live and let die. No, 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 it's, no, no. It's, it's the novel. That's the film. The You'll novel. confuse people. Yeah. All right, okay. The novel of Live and Let Die. I think I have. I've heard that mm-hmm. this is twice as long as the last book I read, Casino Royale, and that took you several days. Right. So, so you this... can be reading this all year. It could take me a while. <laughs> I think. Oh, see, this is Bond in America again. Am I right in saying yep. that? That's yep. a preconceived. Well, not notion. again. Well, first well, time. Yes, first right. time in the novels. Come come on, in the novels, come this on. is the first time we've seen Bond. We've been to France. We have. That's as far as he's gone. Now he's going to America. We. They say it in America. And we were in M's office. Okay. Oh, that's right. We were in London briefly for a little bit. For a little bit. I mean, if if the novel's anything like the movie, I think I'm really going to enjoy it. I'm not convinced that this novel is going to be a lot like the movie. Aside from it being set in a similar locale, mm-hmm. I've got a preconceived notion that this is going to be slightly different. Wow. A different storyline. <laughs> a different storyline. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's a given. It can it can be one of your preconceived notions well, if you want. I I wouldn't waste a preconceived notion. I wouldn't that. waste wouldn't? one token on that. Okay. No, not All right. At all. I don't know. My preconceived notion is that... Look, here's, in, here's a preconceived notion. I think that <laughs> Fleming Tell us. is going to be coming into his own here. He's one novel in. He's got the second one under his belt now, uh, which I'm currently reading, Live and Let Die, that we're talking you start, about. Wait, right hang now. on, what? 
Have you started? No, I got my words mixed up. And I was trying to... I think you've been going to lie. No. <laughs> Have you been drinking? <laughs> no. I'm stone cold sober. You've started reading it. No, I haven't. I don't believe you. No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's against the rules. No, I haven't. It is against the rules. And Why I would you be doing preconceived notions for something you've already started reading? I have not started reading it. <laughs> and I don't know what you're talking about. I think that Ian Fleming has finished Casino Royale. It's his first novel. You think? I know yep. that. <laughs> it happened seven, it's nearly 70 years ago. Yeah. And He's quite dead. <laughs> <laughs> now, with his second one, he's got more confidence. <laughs> he's taken the training wheels off, and this one's going to be even better than Casino Royale. Mm. Better? I think so. I think so. I think this one's going to be more... I think Good, it's going to be a bit Buddha. more gangstery, actually. A bit more gangstery. Yeah, I think he's going to pick up on <clears throat> this kind of American gangster type stuff. I mean, yeah, what would a uh, starring Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington, and Denzel Washington? What would a British British man in 1954 four yeah uh, think of the Southern states of America at that time? How would he? There, he <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think judging judging ah, by the Empire little reborn. <laughs> I think judging by the little drips that we got of Bond's opinion of Americans in Casino Royale in regards to Felix, I don't think Bond likes America. Mm. I think he's very rah-rah Britain. You think it's going to be a fish-out-of-water story? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But I think this particular fish is going to be full of judgment towards the water that he's now in. No, he's uh, out of water. Oh, yeah. He's okay. on the so land. He's on the land. So I think he's going to be incredibly judgmental of the land that he's now on. Like mm. a sturgeon. Yes. They're very judgmental fish. <laughs> <laughs> and could be found in the waters of the southern states of America. And Possibly. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> jump, and they jump up onto the left as well. And they're, yeah, they're yeah. very jealous of not having legs like humans and other mammals and, mm, yeah you know, and they, they they're sick of being asked to perform operations on other fish oh no yeah, Darby yeah. you're thinking of a surgeon oh, oh god what's your preconceived notion Darby I don't know what the story's going to be about um, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's See, I my, wouldn't say that's a preconceived that, notion oh, that is my preconceived notion is oh, I, I have no it. I have <clears throat> I have no idea <laughs> What to expect from the narrative. Did you I, see the movie? I you did. Saw the movie? So if I'm to take the movie as being faithful to the book in a way a movie from the seventies might be faithful to a book. <gasps> they will take the settings and localities, you're right. But I don't know if like the Teehees and the and the crocodiles and the car chases yeah. and the things like that are gonna be The big boat chase? Maybe will will Solitaire still be the girl? I think Ooh. she is. Yeah. She is from memory she still is. And it's still I think it's still she's Kananga. A... Not Kananga. No, um, it's just Mr. Big. Mr. Big. There's no Kananga. Right. Um, it's just Mr. Big. So yeah, look, I'm really excited. I think he really was ahead of his time in the sense that the way that he laid the foundations in Casino Royale is sort of akin to the way they've been building the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you really want to pull it apart. I think the way he layered in Smirsh and and, and uh, the mm. other characters' relationships 
to the world that he's setting up. The world building he did in Casino Royale was more than he needed to for that story. I think mm. he was having yeah. had a bit of foresight into how he wanted to grow his world. Mm. So I think we're going to see a James Bond coming directly off the back of his experiences. I think the Vesper thing will be a hangover. It'll be very present in his narrative. Mm. I think there's going to be a continuity, a, a pretty detailed continuity in the way the character evolves. I, I'm chuffed to be starting this one. I mm. think this will be a good one. I'm, I'm worried that it will be uh, terribly racist oh yes yeah true true yes um but yeah my preconceived notion is i feel this might be the cringiest of the bond films oh you reckon bond films bond novels even more than so than you only live yes i think this one purely just because there'll be moments where you're like i don't know about that (laughs) I, i remember he writes in like Ebonics or something like that, and it oh, gets right. It, it, yeah, which was kind of the thing that they did back then. But yeah, you read it today, and it's yeah. a bit like, oh god. I wonder if there's going to be a novel of his that we actually can't finish. Because do you think we're going to get to the point where, for, yeah, for whatever reason, whether it's whether it's, it's that, like just like, you mean oh, the words are too hard, <laughs> you can't sound it out properly. There's no pictures. <laughs> Um, do you reckon there's... I mean, you've read them before, Brennan. Yeah. Do you think... Yeah. I don't know, knowing our tastes... Is that one of your preconceived notions? One of my preconceived notions is that I reckon there might be one of these bad boys that one of us can't actually get through. They're like, you know what, I tried and I can't. I definitely, when I read them, there was a couple I had to force myself to read and I would definitely... Because I wasn't reviewing it for a podcast. Oh, you were No, no, no. Oh. Back then I wasn't. No, that's a really weird thing that's kind of popped up on the internet. I yeah. I didn't invent the podcast. I don't know where that you started. Didn't. No, I didn't invent it. No, even though my middle name is Brandon Podcast. But you McClellan. did. You did have a, a podcaster. You cast pods in your backyard. No, no, no. I had pods, but I didn't cast them. You didn't cast no, any no, no. Pods. I, I, I used to be very, very protective of my pods, but now I just cast them willy nilly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I remember when, because I wasn't, I wasn't casting pods back then, I, I skipped huge chunks of novels, whereas I, I'm bored. Yeah, right, because you're also only 17 or 18. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, yeah. I think I might have actually even been in my 20s when I read them all. Right, but stunted. Yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would skip massive chunks, because I was like, oh, it's just the movie, or oh, this is... This is dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Um, well, do you have a fair memory of Little Night Die? Or no, not really? I've got a pretty good memory, actually. Mm. I, the, the clearest memory I have is that this is the one that I, like, stop-started the most. I would, mm. like, start reading it, I'd get a couple of chapters in, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is all right. And then I'd just put it down, I'd forget about it, I'd pick it up months later, and I'd go, oh... Oh yeah, I was reading Live and Let Die. Right. I should probably start again because I don't remember where it started. And I would kind of always stop about maybe six or seven chapters in. So you'd, you'd always be just reading the first six, seven yes, chapters yeah, constantly. Yeah. I so, have books that I still do that with. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking right now, The Man with the High Castle by Philip K. Dick has had mm. that bookmark in that particular <laughs> spot, which is very early on, for a good three years. <laughs> And I don't take it out because I'm like, no, 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 I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. So is this a Roggie? Uh, it is a Roggie, yeah. yeah. Yep. This is the first novel to star Roger, Roger Moore. Moore. Um, wow. Ian Fleming was was pretty uh, insistent on that. Um, and, it, you know, luckily they caved in when they made the film. 
Um, but Burt Reynolds uh, was going to be considered for Bond in this one. In this one? Absolutely. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. And thank God for that didn't yeah, someone slapped him across the face yeah. and went, sit down. <laughs> sit down and write, you dirty old bastard. Yeah. When, you write, when you write, make sure you imagine Roger Moore. Yeah, it's Roger Moore, goddammit. <laughs> Impugna. Yeah. There's a young, lovely actress named Jane Seymour. You're going to write a goddamn part for her. Um, All right, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, oh, is it still, is it about <laughs> Roxbury? Roxbury <laughs> Um, it was me all along, James. <laughs> the author for your pain. <laughs> very good. Very clever. Um, is it going to be about heroin, do you think? I remember heroin, heroin. Uh, factoring in my youth. There you go. Mm. Not in my youth. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> that was an overshare. I remember heroin factoring yes. in my youth. <laughs> Quite heavily. Um, uh, yeah, there's a drug plot. I know that it, it focuses on an organised crime ring led by Mr. Big and that there's the solitaire tarot card stuff. Okay. Sure. What about the, the uh, fried chicken chain? Yes, yes. Yeah, because there's a... Uh, the thing oh, I most soul. clearly remember yeah. is uh, the way that uh, Fleming describes a hamburger. Oh, Because Christ. it was mm. so foreign to him. <laughs> And the way he describes it is like... Like an avocado pear. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's like this, like, delicacy. He's like, oh, this wonderful smashed meat. And like, <laughs> the way he describes it, you're just like, oh, chill out, man. It's a sandwich. <laughs> a powdered bread bun. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous. A delicious dill pickle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um... But yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's going to be cringy moments because I remember it being a bit awkward. But then there's also some pretty cool stuff. Like I know that the keel hauling scene from For Your Eyes Only, the film, yep. was taken from the Live and Let Die. Remember how they get dragged Drag behind, behind the, the boat? Oh, that's over this. The coral? Yeah, that's from Live and Let Die. That'll be cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Is this the one? Yeah, yeah. With Felix? Yeah, with Felix. <gasps> Losing yeah. his legs. Oh, yes. so he loses his legs in the second book. Yeah, second book. What? That's right. Fuck, I'd forgotten that. Oh. So that's a preconceived notion. I think Felix is going to lose his legs. Lose his legs, <laughs> which is licensed to kill in the film. License to kill, that's right. Yeah, sugar. Well, I think that's our preconceived notion. Yeah. Feels like it. Time to pop in. I guess we'll grab a. Uh, what, what did I say last time? What was it? I'll grab a book, grab a book from the bookshelf. Yeah. Uh, pour yourself. A cup of tea or a bit be- uh, alcoholic beverage, if you want. <laughs> yeah, much um, make sure you uh, have enough uh, reading light. Tuck yourself into bed. Tuck yourself into bed. If wash you want. your hands. That's what you do. Yep. Make sure you wash your hands. Clean behind your ears. And um, brush COVID's your teeth. Still out there, people. Yep. It will never die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and snuggle up with a copy a copy of of nineteen fifty four. Live and let die. Yeah. Very good. I think that was my best one. <laughs> fortune-telling solitaire is the prisoner and tool of Mr. Big, master of fear, artist in crime and voodoo baron of death. James Bond has no time for superstition. He knows that Big is also a top smirch operative and a real threat. More than that, after tracking him through the jazz joints of Harlem to the Everglades and on to the Caribbean, 
007 has realized that he is one of the most dangerous men that he has ever faced. <laughs> and no one, not even the enigmatic solitaire, can be sure how their battle of wills is going to end. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the back of my 2006 edition Penguin Books of Live and Let Die. Oh. Lovely. There we are. The what ones we'll be reading from. All our synopses will come from this edition. They will, Fun yes. Fact. That's right. Fun fact. Fun fact. Just so you know. Um, you don't have to check that one. Well, I'll think about it. Let me give you a little taste test of what the critics said in, back in the day. In 54. In, in 54. And you have one modern day review also. Uh, I No, I don't. Oh, I don't, I actually. Useless. Um, there, there, aren't, there aren't really many that I could find from oh. uh, actual proper reviewers. Well, a lot we'll of it's have, just we'll have community to do one. stuff. Yeah, it'll have to be us. Yes. We will be the voices of the people. <laughs> um, Philip Day... Of the Sunday Times. These are all contemporary reviews from 1954, 1955 era. Um, He noted uh, how wincingly well Mr. Fleming writes. Uh, The reviewer for the Times thought that this is an ingenious affair full of recondite knowledge and horrific spills and thrills of slightly sadistic excitements, also, though without the simple and bold design of its predecessor. Elizabeth Sturch, writing in the Times Literary uh, Supplement, wrote, It's containing passages which, for sheer excitement, have not been surpassed by any modern writer of this kind. Mm. Um, She also said that uh, Live and Let Die fully maintains the promise of Casino Royale. Uh, She did temper praise (laughs) of the book, saying that uh, it works often on the edge of flippancy, rather in the spirit of a highbrow, and although overall she felt that the novel contains passages of sheer excitement, blah, blah, blah. What's a bad review? Ah, oh, this one. Writing in the New York Times, Anthony Boucher, who mm. John Pearson, Fleming's biographer, has noted... Budget, uh, love. Budget. He's quoted him as... <laughs> uh, he said, throughout an avid anti-Bond and anti-Fleming man. Oh. So that's, that's something mm. to keep in mind. Not a friend of the podcast. No. Anthony Boucher thought that the high spots are all effectively described... But the narrative is loose and jerky. And he said it was a lurid Meller contrived by mixing equal parts of Oppenheim and Spillane. Oh, this guy's a, a highbrow. <laughs> yeah. you, you're talking a highbrow. Uh, Raymond Chandler, though, said it was probably the most... He, he said of Fleming after reading this in 1955. Yeah. Mm. Said uh, Fleming was probably the most forceful and driving writer of what I suppose still must be called thrillers. In mm. England, mm. There wow. you are. so that's what the critics thought, gentlemen. What did you think? Bloody, of bloody fifty-four's um, Ian Fleming special. Live and let die. <laughs> climax. 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 Um, what do I think? Look, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. Jake Spear, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, <laughs> gripping stuff. Did see one of those reviews pricked my attention? Did Live and Let Die deliver on the promise of Casino Royale? My gut says no. Ooh, no. Hmm. Well, what I what I heard there, mm. which also pricked my Ooh. eyes and ears, was uh, was that it, it it lacked the simple bold design of its predecessor, mm. of Casino oh, Royale. Mm. I think they've they've hit the nail on the head. I love this book. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm bringing the most positivity. I know I you've think exp- you might. I, I think, think you I, might. I think I might be bringing the most positivity to this experience. I had a fucking whale of a time with this one. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. 
Um, a whale shark of a time? Oh, yeah. Or a leopard shark or of a, a leopard time. Shark. Um, it did lack the simple bold design of Casino Royale. I think that's what separates the two most distinctly, is that this is... Um, it moves. It, it hops around. Yeah, you know, sure. A, a hell of a lot. Fair bit of yeah. travelling. Um, fair bit of travelling and uh, kind of exploration, I guess, of the character because we get to see him in a lot more circumstances. It's a lot more a physical bond we see in this film. He wasn't so physical in the last uh, absolutely uh, book. Not. Yeah. Sorry. Mm, um, so, I don't know. I don't think that it... I, dis- I think I disagree with you in saying it doesn't deliver on the promise of Casino Royale because I feel that despite some issues, mm-hmm. it does. It really does deliver on the promise of Casino Royale. I think this is a great way to take Bond. I would have liked a little bit more looking back. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, a little more hindsight. Uh, to what the actions of what to, had happened to in him. Casino Royale, yeah. yeah, a little more. Mm. I think they kind of... My overall vibe is that they... Explored the character more deeply. I have a. I was more prepared for this experience. Right. I think. Yeah. I, think I was much more prepared for this experience. Yeah. You've 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 had a taste. I've had a taste. Yeah. And mm. I I kind of knew what I was looking for and what I liked, and it had that in spades. So for mm. me, I do I do agree. That there were some lesser moments, and uh, it was difficult to get into some of the language. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and some and, oh, and it was a little bit slow uh, to open mm-hmm. and and to and to captivate me. Mm-hmm. But once I was hooked, which was from about, I think it's called the big, the big switchboard, which is oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. whisper, yeah. which is a chapter there on page forty one. Mm. From there, I I didn't think it really put a foot wrong. Wow, I thought it was pretty elegant and Ooh. and masterfully kind of done. Um, Interesting. Yeah, despite some subject matter problems. Sure. Yeah. 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 Sure. 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 Mm. I think before we jump into Mr. B, just just so I clarify, I'll be super quick. I I think in in terms of me, what I think in terms of in terms of in terms of what I think, the terms (laughs) being of my thinking are the terms that uh, we all agree to, and those terms are that I think Casino Royale seems to set up. Bond's pursuit of Smirsh yes and the uh, revenge Lights case fuse. of Vespa that's that's the promise of Casino Royale and I think they really let Vespa down and that whole experience that Bond seems to go through emotionally doesn't really get touched on in Live and Let Die um, maybe not directly Maybe not directly, but mm. I wonder how much of that is Fleming afraid of having um, a muddying of the romantic waters in a time where people probably, his audience were probably going, well, he can't love her because Solitaire's the new dame and he probably wants one dame in the story. I think they, yeah. that's maybe what, where he's gone. But I do think that you see James um, evolve from his experiences in Casino Royale. Maybe not in relation to Vespa. I do agree mm. that they mm. let her down a little bit, mm. but I don't think they let James Bond down. I don't think that he's forgotten it. It's mm. just that we don't... May- I don't know. Maybe we don't see enough evidence of it. Mm. Or Because James Bond is such a thinking and feeling character, right, that you expect him to reflect on Vespa at some point. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the sort of guy they're setting moments? him up as. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I, B, lay it on us. Mm. I, uh, there's parts of this book that I, I just loved there's the set pieces in this mm. i was just like this is some of the best 
action in a novel yeah, I've man. ever read. Yeah. So like, good. I have to point out, we'll get to it later and we'll talk mm. about it more in depth. When he goes into the Ouroboros um, oh, and there's yeah. that scene, which is in License to Kill. Oh. Like, I like that stuff in License to Kill. The fight with I, the robber. I thought oh it was my so God. much better in this. Like, so when, and good. He, when he kills the fish yes. and he's like, I'm going to leave it in there. And he's looking at all the mud level. I was just like, oh, that, all of that's amazing. Mm. The keel hauling scene. Um, the, the great scene, which I'm shocked that has not been in any of the movies, mm. of the ticking clock that's, uh, that he thinks... He's his like, mail. oh, it would have, it would have gone off. Yeah, yeah. There's he, that ticking. Mail, yeah, the mail yeah, the yeah, mailbox. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, like, oh, shit. surely it would have exploded as soon as the hammer goes down. And yeah. then it's like thirty seconds after that, it's yeah, this delayed news, and you know the cool little well, note in yeah. there. I was like, all of that stuff. I was just like, ah, oh, this is awesome. I love the stuff mm. between um, Felix and Bond. I thought the relationship of that was just developed. Mm. so much more the introduction of characters like Strangways and Quarrel and I was like oh great we're building this kind of extended network and Fleming seems really uh, attentive or attuned to these little symbols and devices like what I loved about this book is everything suggested at the start is delivered upon in the end down to the fuse you know, his right. first interaction with the fuse and a bomb and that's Mr. Big's first play oh, on... yes, yeah. first big play on Bond as soon as he arrives in the city yes. is a fuse, an acid-based fuse. And then how and does Bond get big the at the end? The secateur. acid-based fuse yeah. and the secateur. Like, there's a lot of... I, I mean, we'll find them as we go, but I was seeing so many of these little buried foreshadowed moments yeah. um, mm. that, that, really, that in this one just got the nerd in me really kind of excited yes you yeah. know I, I thought because that, that was a big thing for me with, with him was I was like structurally mm. I was just like wow this is this is quite quite strong yeah. actually um, and it felt very much like uh, I, I think this is something that I'm praising of it but I think one of the things that I really was not as big on mm. and I think why it doesn't deliver on the promise for, of Casino Royale for me sure. is that this one feels much more like uh, like an action movie it really does like there's the, those great like like even the tropes of like the training montage oh my yeah, god yeah. the build up to the to the uh, to the assail on surprise island of surprise yeah, yeah. holy shit man <laughs> yeah. like that was the same thing that you're reacting to this kind of action movie that you know last in our last episode if you cast your minds back a few weeks we were talking about this sort of um the swashbuckling... Oh, the novel review. Yes, uh, yes. Storyteller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He wants to tell the swashbuckling spy story. Mm-hmm. The friggin' Bond is chasing pirate gold. Can't get more yes. swashbuckling yeah. than that. This, our, our climax is set with a walk through the reef and scuba tank and a fight with a deadly octopus oh. to a, to a, a, a grotto arrival and, and torture yeah. scene. Like... This thing is the swashbuckler. Mm. It very yeah. much is. And yeah. th- that was what, to borrow your saying, gave me such a giddy thrill <laughs> the whole way through this. I felt like I was a kid reading... I don't know if you boys ever read those kind of... My dad gave me a whole bunch of them. They were like Alfred Hitchcock's Presents. Oh, um, I, I, like the mystery of the whispering some. mummy and like Whoa. and yeah. like the, 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 the treasure of Scourge Isle or whatever it is. And it's always about three kids... Tr- Finding or stumbling across a story, kid detectives, kid detectives like the Goonies, like all this kind of that essence really seemed present in this for me. Mm. I don't know. I was taken back to 
it was it was quite had quite a nostalgic hold on me. Yeah, I think. and I think that's that's the thing I struggle with a little bit with the film is that yeah. I love it as that adventure novel, but then there were there were you struggle with the film or you struggle with the novel. Did I? What did I say? You said the thing. Oh. I struggle with the film. Oh, with the novel. Oh, okay, I good. The novel. That's number two. I <laughs> keep doing this. Keep <laughs> uh, count, somebody. Is that sometimes I was a bit like, and it, but then I was kind of questioning myself, going, "Well, what the hell is a Bond novel?" Mm. But there was part of me going, "This feels." At times I was like, "Oh, this is this is exactly like." Casino Royale and that kind of all the good shit that I was loving about that novel mm. and then there were moments where I was like this feels worlds away from, from what we I were. think a Bond to be yeah it mm. just feels like such a at, at times a really genuine continuation but then a grand departure as well yeah um, mm. I must say like there's a lot of it that I really cringed at mm. um, I don't know if your additions have been censored or they not. Have. Mine hasn't. Gotcha. Uh, there's I'm, an intro I'm, at the I'm start I'm not going to say the word, mm. but... Uh, there's a lot of it. There's chapter five. The title of that, I was just like, good God. Oh, so you I remember been... when you mentioned that to me the other night, and I agreed with you, and then on reflection, I was like, I don't recall that chapter title. And I think it's actually been changed in ours. Well, listen to this. I'll read this quick. There's a guy that's quite uh, important to the whole Mm. Fleming legacy in America. His name is Al Hart. So in 1953, this is a note on the text at the start Mm -hmm. of our book, in 1953 when Ian Fleming submitted his typescript of Live and Let Die to his British publisher, he received only minor comments on the text, which will be this version. Mm -hmm. It was then submitted to Fleming's US publisher, Macmillan, whose editor Al Hart did a more rigorous job. He personally fact-checked the New York scenes, finding a number of minor errors, all of which Fleming gratefully accepted. These corrections gave the novel added verisimilitude. I struggled with that one. Most importantly, Hart suggested several edits which Fleming approved to delete passages he felt were racially insensitive, even for the 1950s. Yeah, because I'm reading the, the 1954... It's the, the 1954 text, yeah. and, but I'll show you. Yeah, right. Like, that's... What's, what's that in reference to? What's our chapter five called? Uh, our chapter five is called... Surely the same. No. No. It's Seventh, Seventh Avenue. Avenue. Wow. Actually, well, we should talk about that. So your mm. chapter is called Seventh Avenue. Mine, I'm not going to say the title of, but it's... Um, I know that there was a very famous book in the, like, 20s or 30s that had a... shared the same name, written by a white guy who was... Uh, about black characters in Harlem, right? Um, yeah, there was quite a lot in this. That I was, it, it got a little like it got a little exhausting. I must say, like yeah. there was there was the constant use of every variation of the N word, mm. um, and and look, it was it di- it didn't feel like Fleming was being uh, trying to attack racially or anything. Like no, that. he's treading a certain line. That yeah. for the time might have been. I think at the time must have been where they, in some way more progressive than than not than the norm or than yeah. But today you kind of go, oh boy, he really seventy look, years. We, uh, that's a long time. We've moved on yeah. quite a long way from that. He he has a, a great habit of of separating um, the black characters in this story from 
the white from characters. From the white ones, yeah. There's, there's, that's there's the best way I could describe it. It's almost like an anthropologist kind of yes. being like, ah, oh, this is what you they know, the, do. The black people have this mindset, mm. but then it it's just that weird thing of none of the white characters get no that the same kind of treatment. The, yeah, yeah. It's not like oh, but it, as an Look, American, there's a, they there's, blah, 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 blah. A, there's a very interesting conversation to have about all this. I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into. Oh, it all. I think three white guys probably shouldn't no, get into it. No, <laughs> but we but, should acknowledge. But, I think we should yeah, acknowledge. But, but, it. What, but what kind of what I found as an interesting take, and it ties to my preconceived notions, is um, this idea of a fish out of water story, and for Bond, the, there is a case to be made that the learning in this book and the journey of his character in this book is towards racial acceptance. It's not. It's definitely not one of Fleming's intentions. No, yeah. But there yeah. are. But there are passages in this novel that could be evidence for that. The growth, evidence, especially because of the judgment of Fleming's voice. And sometimes it seems like God. This author has a real problem. Uh, discussing people of, of this race. Yeah. And then at other times he can talk about or, or speak from the perspective of a character who has a great acceptance and understanding with the with the community and, and the black community. Like when Felix is talking about, it's still a little bit like I'm a white guy who has not a lot of knowledge about a black guy. It, yes. But there is an effort to understand is I guess what I'm getting it, at. Yes, in there, a way. Yeah. In, in a way there's yeah. an effort to understand yeah. and I think... For me, as a reader, there was a really complex journey going on and I, I, like you, wasn't having a very nice time. I think Bond's relationship with Quarrel could be a way to get James over the racist shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I found as a sub-journey in this novel. Right. When he falls in love with Quarrel, much in the same way that he falls in love with Lyda and other characters, yes. there's almost a case to be made that that's James Bond finally not separating them because I don't know if there is that much of that uh, uh, at that point on yeah if there is much talk about them as another no there, and there's the, the the strange thing which in a way makes me go oh, that feels like Fleming trying to be quite you know forward thinking where he's mm. like oh you know just how brilliant uh, Mr. Big is he keeps it's constantly he keeps going oh he's so brilliant the brilliant he marvelled at, at his intelligence and how he yeah. had he admired him in a way like there's that interesting thing but it, it, it was is definitely still, yeah. there was there was some passages like when they go to the nightclub and like there's the the the, the black um, the black guys are talking and hooting and hollering at, yeah, the, yeah. at the performer and I just kind of went where am I like yeah. why why am I reading this what what this doesn't feel like a Bond novel where no. am I and, and most of Bond or Fleming's assumptions about uh, the African American understanding of voodoo as well that kind of yeah. I don't think they're accurate no, no. <laughs> they all. feel very exotic they and feel distant very, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. fill in the blanks at points but look it is what it is it de um, yes definitely and it does derail the early part of the novel and then it pops its head up a little bit at the end again yeah. well throughout it yeah, quite throughout often, it quite yeah. often um, yeah. but at least the story doesn't rest there well, let's talk about... Should we talk about Bond himself? Sure, let's get I into that. I think so. We're pretty much there. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Bond, James Bond? Racist. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that was um, a, a little obscure for me was this whole idea of the foreignness of America. Right. Just in general. I think 
obviously the, the living in 2020 in a globalized world and having traveled there myself and living in Australia that I feels quite an Americanized society in itself. Yeah. All of Bond's kind of references or obscurities that he was picking up on. The observations like, of like, yeah, he's like of and American this, culture. this was James Bond's trade to notice these foreign things. And he's talking about road signs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the slight differences in advertising. Neon advertising. Or, he's or, like, oh, look, I, how peculiar. The Americanisms yeah. of like, what a strange land. Yeah. Look, in, in, in the movie, in my mind's eye, you remove all the kind of the permeating racism and you have a really really fantastic fish out of water opening yeah where i mean there's even touches of it where they talk about him hopping in oh oh, man after he shoots two of mr big's men in his rash escape from mr big's nightclub oh yes and then steals a car after he he gets his bloody with the sawn off shotgun or whatever yeah yeah yeah. gets his finger broken and then drives on the wrong side of the road It's amazing. That's it's that little great. attention yeah, to detail. It? Yeah. It's all perfectly little beautiful. Oh, oh, hang on, I'm in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. But um, I love that. I really do love that stuff. There, there is something about that when Fleming is putting that, like you say, fish out of water. Yeah, that stuff. It really does color so much of the world, and it puts. I don't know. It puts you more in his mm. in his uh, position. Yeah. You can really put yourself with with Bond a bit more. Yeah. Sometimes in the films. It is a little hard to identify with Bond because he's just good at everything. Yeah, he's on a whole other level. I don't. He's know not know it all either mm. in this. No. Like in the briefing, mm. like M is like, "Do you know what that is?" And Bond's like, "No, I have no idea what that is." Like, <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and then pages of like description in a briefing. Oh, what I love about when Bond finally learns about Florida. <laughs> yeah, there's so many retirees down yeah, there. The oldsters, the oldsters, the oldsters. lining the streets on the benches, gossiping and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, what a terrible place! I That's wish... the thing. The movie in the in the mind's eye for this is incredible. It's a lot of it's fun. A great movie. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked that Florida, even in the fifties, was an old person. Was known of like yeah. you get your pension, you get your gold watch, and yeah, on, on your way down show. to Miami, yeah. on your way down to St. Petersburg, and mm. you die. I've got to say, I really loved um, Bond's overall arc and what he faced in this one. I feel coming from Casino Royale, we we were shown a man that um, had taken a beating and an injury and and really earned his sort of uh, grit in Mm. his role and earned the trust of M. M M and him had devised a, a plan to really make good on this thing on this secret on this double O sect and let's let's make a difference and take out the scum and do it by any means necessary and then the starting off point for this is that M has done his homework and he's ready for action and he's come to Bond now that Bond's healed up and said let's let's hit it let's do it they pay Fleming pays attention to that journey and then what I love about Mr Big in relation to Bond is that he's the perfect villain for him to face to prove his mettle in this new world yeah, yeah right. you know, in this new Smirsh world, it's like we had Le Schiefer, who was more of a henchman, more of a, a no-name villain, more, yeah. more physically inclined, answers to answers to a bigger threat. Yeah, and now we're taking on one of the big bads, and not only is he big bad, but he's got a reputation as being cult, like an occult figurehead, mm. like the Baron Samadhi. Yeah, he's got great influence, and he's got great intelligence and understanding of how. Everything should run so his way. So connected. And then we see this James Bond that that is willing to learn all this information and throw himself into this world and put himself in danger just so he can be ready to face him. Mm-hmm. And then we get that face off. 
and we get the and the, we get the build to the face off and we get this this quest for James to fight for something to make a difference to I mean he thinks of solitaire a bit of a prize as a prize at the end but we do see yeah. more of the emotional bond and more of the sensitivity and the truthfulness and the honesty and the good man mm. and you know and then he and then at the end he has to really take on quite a her Herculean task and it, and it becomes yeah. quite mytho- everything at it. mythologically tied as yeah. well fighting the beasts under the fighting ocean fighting the beasts under the ocean and emerging into the sea cave he really proves himself in a way that he didn't mm. in Casino Royale he becomes an action hero for me in this one even though but still Very much so, but yeah. still remains yeah. a normal man you know they keep yeah. him grounded yeah. for the most part he's yeah. still, he still has Thinks about everything that happens. Yeah, it's not complete Schwarzenegger no, style. No, like, we get those moments, but yeah. they're kind of supported. Yeah, you know? I, I, I must say, I, I, I remember it being worse, but the octopus fight with Pussfella. Pussfella. <laughs> the Pussfella. I, I remember that being a lot... Um, kind of jankier than it than it actually was. Yeah. But I did, I did chuckle all the way through it. I was, there was a part of me that was like... Oh, do we need another bloody sea creature fucking you know, going at him? He's already got you know sharks barracudas and barracudas and all these jagged. But rocks this is and the stuff. thing about Mister Big is that he's used nature, nature. Y- yes, you know, yeah, yeah, to his advantage. Create that barrier around the island, yeah, with the blood and the offal and stuff. And it's so like, although it doesn't have that kind of the clearer, more refined structure of Casino Royale, mm. I do love the myth making in this. I do love that it's about a pirate treasure, that there is yes, this, this yeah. grand voyage at the end, that the villain is so powerful. Mm. I don't know, this was just giving me all that good stuff in relate. I don't know. Big adventure stuff. Yeah. You're sounding a lot like me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big old 90s sugar boy adventure. Yeah. Maybe that's what Maybe I want Maybe it's in my all books. in there. Yeah. You want it in your books. I really love that we get some sense of um, detective bond. Mm. In in a lot of this too, you especially know? in America, in New York. Yeah, yeah, the the evading and the cover ups, and let's get off the train at this town and at this time, and yeah, we'll sneak yeah. in here and we'll we'll check all of that. I mean, the him breaking into the bait shop with having gone to like Home Depot and got the glass the putty, cutter yeah. and the putty handle and sneaking. Oh, that's man, a gadget. I loved all of that stuff. Of like, yeah. yes, this is spy shit. Do I have any? criticism of the Bond character Can I, I've just found this one oh, yeah, yeah, passage about what I was talking to in terms of um, what he faces against Mr Big mm. it says at Royale he had only caught a glimpse of his man this time it would be face to face big man then let it be a giant a Homeric slaying That's right. you know yeah. he's so eager to take on the world yes. this James Bond he just yeah. wants to fuck up the villain's day yeah you know, I know. yeah. The, I, that's something that I really liked in this is is the carryover of of the very end of Casino Royale, mm-hmm. um, and it it kind of makes me go, oh, that's what they're trying to do in Quantum of Solace. Yeah, is there's that same kind of drive for all right, I'm I'm these guys they hit me hard and now I'm coming after them mm-hmm. and you know I've covered up that scar with a bit of flesh from my forearm mm-hmm. and I am great. I'm going to kill a giant. Gunning for Here we go. And, and yep. he becomes a man... Um, You'll know my name. Yeah, well, what separates, I feel like, this James Bond from the James Bond of, of the films is we have so much time to watch a man plan. It, yes, yeah, there's yes. a lot of planning. <laughs> there's a lot of planning involved. <laughs> and how he cuts down 
uh, from 40 cigarettes he's like oh it <laughs> oh, was yeah. just on 10 a day now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so much better his drink. and cut down to the, you cut down on the drink as well when he has that drink he goes oh thank god <laughs> I finally have a drink after all of this <laughs> totally I don't know there's a moment the, the stuff with solitaire is a little bit on the nose for me obviously like there's a moment towards the back end of the, of the novel where I think Solitaire asks, oh, Bond, you know, James, do you love me? Do you love me a little? And he's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Really, bro? <laughs> after, yeah. after Casino Royale and have you, you know, the, the ordeal that your heart went through with Vespa, are you turning around to Solitaire and going, yeah, I love you? No, he just wants a bit of fun with like, Solitaire. Yeah, that's yeah. T- totally mm, what's definitely. going on. I mean, there's a point where, <laughs> there's a point where he actually turns to her and, and yells, pull yourself together! <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like if his hands weren't tied behind his back, I think he'd give her a slap, you know? Like, I do, Put yourself together, woman! I do like, though, that he doesn't just go to bed with her. No, he doesn't like, actually sleep that, with that, that on the train. No, not that we he's see. Like, he's like, my, you know, my... I can't do it, my yeah, finger hurts. Yeah, my finger hurts. I'm sorry, love. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing of like, oh, I would, but, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, the pinky and all. I wouldn't be able to perform. <laughs> pretty, um, pretty sexless Bond. Um, pretty much, well, yeah, yeah, through this. I yeah. feel like this passage sums up his... He doesn't really deviate from this. This is kind of Bond's stance on solitaire. Ooh, good For better one. or worse, he had decided to accept solitaire, or rather, in his cold way, to make the most of her. Mm. There were many questions to be answered, but now was not the time to ask them. All that immediately concerned him was, another, was that another blow had been struck at Mr. Big. So he sees yes. a pretty girl who is a pawn in his game. Mm. Yes. You know, this is still ruthless spy Bond. He thinks she's gorgeous, and he also really admires... Her, pleas- her her positive qualities. I think she's a really remarkable character, actually. Oh, do she, you? She well, when she's first laid into the story, I do. Right, yeah. And then I, I think that, the promise of her the is promise great. of her is great, and then she kind of I I found it pretty like disappears. There was a bit of me just like, why why are you here? Like all that stuff of um, uh, <laughs> the stupidity of like oh, I don't want to wear I don't want to wear a veil. It's it's too hot and sticky. It's like, yeah. no one's going to see me down here. Next minute. Next minute. <laughs> oh, my God, that's solitaire. Like, yeah. there's all that stuff. Get yourself she, down to Florida. She gets a little bit like, like, and that stuff of like, do you love me? Will you love me forever? Mm. I don't know. There, there's part of me where I was a bit like, oh, God, here we go. She was She's kind of the reverse there. of Vespa for me. Very much yeah. so. In, introduced in a way that where I was really compelled by her backstory and I really believed her circumstances. Like, I understood how she ended up where she was and mm. why she was trying to get out. That all made sense yeah, to me. True. And I also really, yeah, I liked the idea of this character that uh, could sense the truth, but not in a way that was voodooistic, but just because she was connected to perception. You know? Mm. Like, it wasn't <laughs> yes. it wasn't some remarkable gift. That's how Mr. Big perceived it. it yes. But really what she took it as was, no, I just kind of I can feel this, what yeah, people second sight stuff, feel, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And We've I got think... that moment in that in that scene where we first have uh, Bond and and Big squaring off at each other and, and, and Solitaire comes to, in and, yeah. and explaining that, she, mm. she says to Bond something like, uh, you know, oh, I just perceive whether or not people are good or evil and yeah. I make my decision off that. That's right. You know? And she's, got a she's good responsible sense for a lot of people's deaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That. So she kind of wipes her hands of that, of like, yeah. well, look, if I judge them to be evil well, people, then if they die, then they die. Yeah. She's very scarred. She is kind of... Oh, very oh that whole kind of street kid and then getting yeah. picked up by yeah. Mr. Big mm. and going into the clubs. And but then when we get off the train, she becomes... 
oh yeah, I'm plot to bust. Yeah, she's yeah. just she's just a, she's um, kidnapped. She's yeah, and yeah. I, I'm not saying this to be too glib, but it, she does become the almost the the prize to be won. Well, which he, he essentially says, says, says spoken about many times, times. Yeah. times, many times. Even Strangway has a go, and he's like, "Oh, like a damsel, like yes, a real damsel." Right. Yes, yeah. The way he talks about that, but Strangways was prone to. Uh, what is it? Uh, Romanticising all yeah. these kind of... <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, hope too. that this doesn't become the norm for the Bond girl. I don't. Well, see, that's what I... I don't think it does. Right. I, I don't think it does with, with Fleming. I mean, oh, look, I'm probably putting my foot in it by saying that. And, you know, in two weeks' time, we'll be like, aha! Mm. <laughs> but I remember, like, characters like Tiffany Case and Tracy and all that being, like, great characters. Sure. And, you know... Well, Vesper becomes quite a complicated and absolutely and cared uh, yeah she's shown a lot of respect in the back half of Casino Royale yeah. mm. I think Solitaire might be a bit of a anomaly with that kind of stuff yeah. in terms of just being a you know a, it, a nice pretty girl to look at kind of thing and it sort of dresses the theme in a way she, she, her appearance kind of dresses or attaches more to the theme of voodoo the theme of I don't know there's, there's something about her mm. I think without her, do you have as compelling an adventure? I well, know. I don't know because there was part of me. There was part of me with all the um, the pirate gold stuff where mm. I was like, God, I wish there was more of that in mm. it. Like it kind of just didn't. It felt like it just disappeared from being. Like his mission was to try and source that it to prove if Mister Big was. Then he the wants one to take sit, him down. But then, yeah, it just becomes a mission of, oh, I'm well, just going to kill Mr. Kill Big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the pirate gold got a bit lost and all that got lost because he ended up, it ends up being a story about revenge. So I don't know, maybe without Solitaire, yeah, maybe you don't have as uh, an interesting a, a story or a pursuit for, for Bond. Because she doesn't really reveal any extra information. She does. Bond. She, no, she, not more than Bond already really knows from his own experience in the dossier. Is that right? Yeah, he kind, he kind a, of he does. There's a quote off. I think at some point where he's like, "Oh well, like she didn't really, she Give didn't really anything. add anything. Yes, I kind yeah, of already like Bond knew this. already knew this, but it was good to have it confirmed, confirmed by a maybe. source kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, which, that, that was actually there and witnessed it or something. Yeah, which I guess in real life is exactly what how these operations need would to do. go. Yeah, he well, wouldn't constantly be getting. We've got this theory. We've had it confirmed by someone who's been. In, you know, working inside his organization. So yes, we know this to be true now. Yeah, it's something that like the the influence that this has not only on Live and Let Die the movie, but License to Kill uh, oh, the movie amazing, are, like it? huge. And and I think there's something in so like, one in of the, the things tone. It, very much so. Mm. Yeah, and there's something in the License to Kill movie which I was like, oh, this is is almost knocking on. And I think they've extrapolated more into the film is the way that Bond infiltrates Sanchez's uh, organization and kind of destroys it from within. Inside, yeah. Uh, whereas you know, with this, he's just like, "I'm coming for you, and I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm See, coming." But I love coming from that. the outside, like I'm just going to hatch at you to you know. Just blah, blah, blah. I think that is what Bond is, right? It, it, definitely it, in this, particularly yeah. so early on in his career. In his he's career, not, he's more of a blunt object. Yes, less, less, less about kind of getting in and, and infiltrating, and more about I'm going to take down. Like it, I was gobsmacked when after he was released by Mister Big, he proceeded uh, with the broken figure. He proceeded to kill two or three. 
oh, people. Yes, I was blown yes, away yeah. that he yeah. took that risk. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I understood it. He's yeah. just like, I got it. He's going to make yeah, it. Yeah. And, and the fact that they wow, say there's like, like oh. Mr. Big has never made a mistake. Like, he's never slipped up. And until Bond came along, he had a clean record. Bond gets and under then his Bond's skin. like, two, one, two, three times, yeah. he messes with Mr. See, Big's yeah, thanks reputation. Thanks to this story, I believe that this kind of... Um, this world exists in a weird way. Oh, really? Yeah. Thanks to this <gasps> story. So I don't know. I kind of was more like, you know, you. Uh, it's hard to accept this superhero character that is taking down all these big villainous characters. But you need an individual to take down a group. You know, that's what these stories yeah. kind of helped me to realise, especially in 1954. You, yes, you can't definitely. tell this story today. Not as not in the same way, yeah. Not absolutely. in the same not, not in the same way. What would be versions of stories that are like this that are getting told today? Do you think this whole idea well, of swashbuckling adventure of of, a, of of one man taking down a group? I it, it, there was elements of Rambo for me. Well, Die Hard's big. And Die, Die Hard, Hard. It's yeah. not modern. It's not a modern thing because it is but, very you know mythological in that sense. There's almost a kind of um, like ancient. Uh, there's trials to pass. Like there's trajectory here, you know. There, there like, is, it, yeah. like we said, it's Herculean. It's it's mm, from yeah. Homer and the Odyssey. It's you know, the one man. You know, I mean, maybe it's the Marvel stuff. I don't. I don't know. But this this is obviously a lot more, weirdly enough, grounded mm. uh, than say superheroes. It's like this is all happening at least on planet Earth. Yes. Yeah. I did. I, there was a moment I remember uh, where Sol- they were talking about that, where it's like he's. Pardon me. He's never made a mistake before, and now he's, he's, made, he's three. made three just yeah. in forty-eight hours. Mm-hmm. And that, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But then there was just this one moment with Solitaire where I went, oh, you didn't have to put that in. Mm. Where it's like, I think it is you. You yeah, are the yeah. only man who could, you know, you yeah, could yeah, defeat just, his whole system. Well, I think yeah. it is only you. I and was like, oh no, no, don't do that yeah. because it's more impressive if it wasn't the prophesied. That's right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. There's, I don't, there's but they little don't moment. go too far. Down no, they that don't. Road. No. no, and that's why I I don't hate this book. Yeah, I think there's just little moments where I, love, I go, yeah. oh. I love the simplicity of how he can bring down Mister Big as well, though. Yeah, that's also what makes this so believable for me. It's like it's just about walking underwater through a coral reef and strapping a big bomb to a big ship full of gold. Yeah, <laughs> and then by doing that, you've killed him. You've destroyed the gold, and you've made a big dent in the in the smirch organization. Organization, but yeah. it's so simple. It does. You it know, is an interesting thing of you're building the mythos of um, of Bond mm. which in turn is destroying the mythos that is established before we even enter this novel's world of Mr. Big as Baron Samity as, and it's like no 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 he's just a man he's just a man yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and just a man destroyed it yeah. like it's that whole thing of like there are no gods no. Yes. there are only us we're all They're fallible really humans we have to be the ones yeah. to I mean there's trials and tribulations but if anyone could do a bot can well, <laughs> and he does it you know he does yeah I love the kind of philosophical turn that it seems to take and a kind of human turn that it takes in the little tiny secret Sequence when Bond is on a flight, I think, down to Jamaica and he hits that bad air of turbulence. Mm. And there's just this beautiful moment where he starts to describe the sort of the crisis in the cabin and like picturing the plane ripping apart and and just the fact that everything's connected and and just being grateful for being alive. Yeah. There's this little journey. His complexity in this one is great. What a beautiful little moment. I mean, one one little 
I kind of want to talk more about the complexity of his character in this and, and mm. if there's any th- things that we want to bring up because I feel like it's hard to really touch on exactly who James Bond is in this podcast because yes. he, there's, there's a new piece of evidence on every page. Yeah. You know, um, one of the big symbols to support this mythological idea mm. that I adored <laughs> and another mirror that occurred in this one. Oh, yeah. If you On page 57 in the 7th Avenue uh, chapter, actually. Oh, yeah, chapter um, five. He talks about how the Hawkins wind, how Hawkins is here. Oh, and he, yeah. he blows in down the street from the north, down Seventh Avenue. Yeah, and um, and the streets, and then later on with the Undertaker's wind, the Undertaker's yeah, wind, yeah, and the Doctor's in. wind, and the then morning. Bond has this great um, identification or moment of uh, clarity around his own um, purpose. Mm. You know how Quarrel says, "You are the Undertaker's wind who has come to blow the bad away." Yeah, and Plans Bond chuckles at that and, and really likes it. He's like, "I don't believe in mumbo jumbo, yes, but yeah. I am the Undertaker's wind come to blow the bad <laughs> yeah, away, yeah, and I've beautiful. got to make sure I do it before the Captain's wind comes in from the north." You know, there's mm. just all this this nice symbols yeah. in this novel. I don't know. Um, I got a similar sense of like the Fleming's description of the uh, foggy spectres that are coming out, the wraiths. That are coming out of the vents in New York. In New York, yeah, the yeah, streets. Yeah. I was like, "Oh man, I'm in a I'm in a spy film." Yeah, the, absolutely. The, the atmosphere in this, uh, particularly the New York stuff, I felt, "Ooh, yeah, this is nice, dark, grungy kind of this and yeah. nice tones going on here that are mm. setting it up nicely." I think I think what I like most like about novel Bond is that. Um, he does, and we've spoken about it a lot already. He does reflect on things. He's yeah, because we get the time yeah, with him. To we do get that. the time, yeah. like even in regards to you know, he's think when he's making his final uh, or preparing for his final journey to the Isle of Surprise or Supreme, whatever mm. it is. Yeah, yes. Um, he starts having nightmares about giant squids and stingrays. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, and he and he it even says that he whimpered and sweated in his sleep. Yeah. You know, this is such a real man that can't control it's his taking sleep. taking a toll on him. It's taking, yeah. He's so yeah. stressed out I by really this love entire that stuff. encounter. Mm. Yeah. I love that stuff that he's not, uh, again, it's not unflappable bond. Yes. Exactly. And he's always learning. Like, when they were training in the water, he and Quarrel, you know, soon Bond too learned not to fight the sea, but to always give and take. The yes. currents and the eddies yeah. and stuff move with his, that. His, his practice, his craft is evolving in this mm. novel. I just yeah. hope that... And it appears that, ever, that, that uh, Fleming's giving us the evidence to suggest that he is aware of all this stuff. He has a deep yes. memory in relation to the character. Because oh, yeah. my fear is that we get to book four and we start to completely different ourselves. Or yeah, wonder. Or take different interpretation. I don't know. Mm, I wonder mm. how how consistent he is with all this. God, you can only imagine the the drawers and boxes full of notes that oh, Fleming God. would have to have to kind of and keep records of of that exact stuff. Yeah. Well, just how much of that Caribbean stuff is was his day to day life as well. Fleming's day to day. Like, yeah, he was such a keen spear fisherman, and you know, he would go swimming, and you know, he there was a, a quarrel type guy on, uh, you know, that worked in the Golden Eye, um, you know, house that he yeah. had, and like this is stuff that that Fleming knew. Intimately, like yeah. this is he like, would have stared out of that it, island and gone, Oh, there's a villain's lair. Yeah, yeah no, he would have picked his probably thing. like that sea cave. He's probably found somebody's yeah, sea cave exactly off the like coast that. of Jamaica and been like, Oh, what this? I'm putting this in a novel. That's what I couldn't <laughs> yeah. stop it thinking. It would have been about. more like, but Bond's got a real fear of sea creatures, like little known facts. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's like Indiana Jones's snakes. snakes. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that was one thing with Fleming that I just couldn't get out of my head was just the extent of knowledge that the man must have, whether it's learned from experience or read or because of his time, you know, in intelligence during the war and stuff like just his description of of Teehee breaking Bond's pinky finger oh, I was just like yeah. oh that well, genuinely made me squirm and there's some just whether it's a vehicle or a piece of fruit or some kind of obs- obscure little thing that Bond witnesses I'm just like how does one man go yes and just these little fleeting moments just beautifully described of like have you seen that have you lived that yeah. what have you seen what do you know it, it's it's amazing when you just said that breaking of the finger it made me um, when I was reading that and I was like oh my god he's got a broken finger through the entirety of mm. this the rest of this book yeah. and it made me think of how much like I just going through this it's really made me reevaluate. I've always appreciated them but the stuff that Purvis and Wade put mm. in their scripts yeah. I mean the execution in some of the films is not great but like that broken finger being a thing that Bond has to wrestle with throughout this, Mission. you know, all the action that he's doing. Mm. That's the broken shoulder that, that Brosnan, Brosnan has, has in The World Is Not Enough. I mean, it's a little... Ah, 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 I don't exactly what a touch mm, on my shoulder. Mm, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's a bit overplayed in the movie. But, like, that little stuff, I'm like, oh... God. It's Fleming. It is Fleming. And it really, it adds something extra. You know, it just adds something to like, not only is Bond going through hell doing these missions, he's also handicapped by something. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, whether it, whether or well, not, you know. He gets cut up by the, 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 the uh, oh, sea spines. Yes. When yeah. he's out training. And yeah. Then, you know. And like little details there where, where the suit gets kind of ripped up after the barracuda, I think it was. Or it might have been the giant, the octopus, um, where he, he thinks about the Beretta and he's like, oh, God, will the Beretta have been already ruined, ruined by the, by the water? water? Like, has that gone yeah, through the yeah. body? And, like, he's actively thinking, like, okay, I might not actually have this, this pistol here. Oh. Maybe I have to think of a different way. But oh, it's like, that's just if, great If stuff. anyone out, out there listening to this podcast hasn't read the Flemings, you don't have to read all of them, like, that's crazy no, doing. No. but if you're a Bond fan man this thing is just opening some pathways for oh, yeah. into even understanding the world this character of it, oh, you know? I mean there's even little touches in this one of my favourite aspects of this novel which I am thankful one of the only ways I think oh actually it's hard when you have the voodoo conversation because it has the negatives the mm. negative connotations but it also really informs a lot of the, of the story and of Bond's journey with one example I can think of which is again another little mirror is when he goes out with Felix and he does go to that the club where he gets yes. he slides down the yeah. the shaft into Mr. Big's room but he t- they talk about how Felix and Bond are so overwhelmed by the drumming yeah. do you remember yes. that by yes. the imp- Bond loses himself he has this really human experience where he's just he loses all track of like time and it's like this trance and I think it's this earthy primal thing that Fleming's getting in touch with and then, I don't know why he's put it here, but it's great. I really loved it. And then it comes back later when we arrive in the sea cave and the drumming and is back from and, the, and, yeah. and you hear it from underneath the water. It's this sort of stuff that, like, what's it telling us? <laughs> I don't know. It's creating <laughs> yeah. a mood. It's, it's creating that tension. I mean, like you say, it, it informs the, the character and, repu- and reputation of, of Mr. Big and the yeah. kind of myth-making around him, too. Yeah. But it's like this darker, mysterious, it's potentially not, yeah. mishandled 
you know, voodoo Haitian culture from Mr. Fleming, but yeah. because of the time, but there is a quality. It's, it's still a informing big part something. Of the book. Yeah. yeah, it's still yeah. informing a lot of the character's journey. It isn't periphery. It's tied to Bond. You know, yeah, it, totally. It, yeah. Everything and happening is, him. and it affects him. Yeah. yeah. We should talk about Mr. Big. We should. Yeah. The big man. The big man. The big man. <laughs> Grey faced. Yes. Could you picture him? Not I, really. I kept actually getting a zombie because of the way oh. he was described as a zombie yeah. so many times. I kept seeing like this rotting flesh. I really did create quite a, a monster version of yeah, um, right of big but then i would try and force myself into trying picturing a real person mm. and i don't know what gray flesh would look like mm. it's yeah. such an otherworldly kind Idea. of thing because mm. it's mottled because he has some gray and that's, some that's black right. doesn't he that's yeah. right it was very cartoonish for me what i kept seeing it was it was bloated and bulging and huge kind of mass really giant mm. proportions I kept getting monstrous I kept getting uh, and I think he's inspired by Mr. Big but uh, Kingpin oh from oh, um, in Dead 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 Devil Dead Devil Devil they are the same character yeah right they are very similar aren't they they are the same character yeah that big hulking frame and the that's right the wait is that Kingpin yeah that yeah, is Kingpin, Kingpin yeah. in, the, in the Affleck movie oh yeah D'Onofrio's not. And D'Onofrio is Kingpin, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, no, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. And Michael Clark Duncan is... Kingpin in the movie. That's right, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. that's right. I quite liked the idea of Mr. Big. I um, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of his brilliance that they kept talking about. Yes, sure. for it, me it was that kind of thing of like, well, a king doesn't have to say he's the king. Yes, and he constantly is saying it. Mm. Um, which... I don't know. I don't know what what that is. I don't know if that's Fleming trying to uh, maybe overcompensate a little bit, maybe uh, for having a you know. An, he does a, a have a pretty villain. extensive network, though. Like that stuff is super impressive. Mm, it's it's just immense, like, isn't it? Oh my god! Like if you actually could harness the power of a dispossessed people, yeah, to be this kind of network, you know, that could, you know, that that's incredible. Some cab driver in Florida calls yeah. you up and says, "Hey, get get your guys down here because your woman's here and there's that spy guy with a scar." It's amazing. It's really amazing. I don't know. There was something about Mr. Big where I just kind of went... I like the idea of him. I like what he represents. I think but he, the yeah. character himself, I was a bit like... I couldn't I couldn't latch onto him as well yeah, right. as I could Le Chiffre. He was very present. He was very present in my mind. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I felt... I felt it. I did. I did feel yeah. his presence. I did feel his power, his, his menace, his power, his menace. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I definitely got that stuff. I yeah. just couldn't see the uh, the human. Whereas with Le Chiffre, particularly when he's in the the, the torture scene, and then the smirch agent comes in, and he's like, you know, this is what we do to to double agents. No, 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 do no, no, you? Yeah, yeah, money, no, no. And, and then he just shuts up because he knows that. You know, You're there's done. no talking his way out of that. You felt well, I don't some... put words in your mouth. You think he's a bit too cartoony? No, I don't know if he's cartoony. I just um, he did. Although I will say he did get a bit uh, speechy towards the end when, oh, yeah. when he's about to do the you got the, me monologuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got yeah. me monologuing kind of stuff when he's about to he kill does, all of them. He does suggest that earlier when he he says something about. Or when the time comes, I'll have to think about something especially clever to dispatch yes. of you. Yes. You know, I thought yeah, that was a real yeah, yeah. 
promise that he made there. Because he's a craftsman. He's an artisan. He's a craftsman. I'm trying to find this power passage. But, I mean, there's something here about Bond thinking, what a bunch of tricks this man was. Puerile? Puerile? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Perhaps, after all, not to be dismissed uh, so easily. The tricks, the bomb, the disappearing table had worked neatly. Efficiently, so although he's yeah. theatrical, there is still an element. Oh, that definitely, works. yeah. You know, you know his, but like there is this kind of his plots are, They are, but they're also so designed, and I love yes. that. At least we take the time to reflect on that. But there is, there is something about you know, would a man with this much power need to do these tricks? Yeah, if to I, entertain if, himself. If to entertain himself, I think that's what I really love and think it's why I'm a bit conflicted about whether or not I love the big man or not. The big man. <laughs> uh, is that his... The, the the plots that he sets up to stop Bond, his network, the is is very impressive. But then when you get to the, the mano a mano scenes between Bond and him, which there are only really two of, oh, I can think of three, two. Yeah. Um, they, they leave me somewhat... Uh, cold they don't they don't um they don't deliver on the promise of of this great mastermind yeah as much you should you didn't get your kind of your uh your your david and goliath moment yeah yeah, yeah. i some i you get a little bit like i don't know and i think it might be because fleming is like when he's writing about him being like he might be the first you know great criminal of you know black america and blah 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 blah, blah. Mm. and then you know 200 pages later Big says that exact same stuff about himself mm. out loud, and yeah. I'm like, "Oh, but I have already heard this. Give me something else. I want it. I want. I want there to be this battle of wits. I want something else to be there." Mm. Um, yeah, it's not quite enough. No, Do you and think- I think they flesh him out a bit more in the film. There's yeah, that sure. kind of deranged possessiveness to him, which, mm. which uh, I, I, there's just that extra color where you're like, "Yes, he's a brilliant mastermind." But he's undone by the jealous rage as well, mm, which mm. Uh, I don't know. I guess it is in in this. But well, can just... you read, can you read out this one because I want to hear your voice do it rather than mine. <laughs> this, this is Mister Big describing why he does what he does. Oh, yes, yeah. just the, down into the next paragraph. I won't do the voice, <laughs> Mister Bond. I take pleasure now only in artistry, in the polish and finesse which I can bring to my operations. It has become almost a mania with me to impart an absolute rightness, a high elegance to the execution of my affairs. Each day, Mr. Bond, I try and set myself still higher standards of subtlety and technical polish, so that each of my proceedings may be a work of art, bearing my signature as clearly as the creations of, let us say, Benvenuto Cellini. I am content, for the time being, to be my only judge, but I sincerely believe, Mr. Bond, that the approach to perfection which I am steadily achieving in my operations will ultimately win recognition in the history of our times. Like, that, that is amazing. amazing. That's, that's Bond a, villain that, shit, That is right? great stuff. Like, that's an idea that, that, that comes is, through yeah. for the next 60 years. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there's stuff like that where I'm like, oh, yeah, brilliant. Mm. But I, and I, it's like I'm show me, don't tell me is almost well, your thing. Well, no, I actually don't know what it is mm. that leaves me a little bit, a little unfulfilled, mm. because Le Chief is not given as much kind of a- attention and detail by Fleming in his description. He's given some, quite a yeah, bit, yeah, but not as much as we're afforded with Mister. Well, in B. terms of what, why he does what he does, what motivates him, yes, yeah, and yeah. so I guess maybe 
the thing that is is letting me down is the fact that Fleming builds it up so much mm. that maybe the expectation is a little too high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that it's he should actually have just a, done a bit less and left it well, as what it it's was. It's what he's just talking about there. there. Subtlety and understatement. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. Fleming should employ a little <laughs> bit of that as well. Very <laughs> yeah, true. Practice what you preach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Jake? With Mr. Big? With the big man. Well, I remember that first interaction, reading this first interaction that Bond has with Mr. Big underneath the nightclub. Yeah. Mm. And and just picturing that scene and going, this Bond, is that yeah. classic standoff between Bond and the big bad mm. and that exchange of, of wit and intellect and going, ooh, this is a guy that can match Bond with and, a speech like that. And Bond's you know? losing all feeling in his arms. Yeah, it's all kind of going so numb. And it's yes. like with the with the table with the gun through it. Yeah, like, you yeah. Know? Oh, I, I really the, like yeah, it. Yeah, the gun table. Yeah. The gun uh, table. Um, which Stromberg. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Spy love me for yeah. sure. Mm. Um, I mean, he he's a kind of he's really relentless, and that was one thing that was pretty. Uh, present in my mind of like and he is a bit of a nightmare creature and, and the whole Baron Samity sort of demon demon zombie guy of like he does not give up yeah um, as much as Bond can yeah jump trains and and, and play Mr. and Mrs. Bryce and yes, book into different right. hotels well, the, the way was, Mr. Big he's get, gonna get you yeah the way he gets his guy on the train is one of the highlights of the book for me oh. where he's kind of because you already the whisper, who is amazing. Oh, the switchboard. Oh, the switchboard, yeah. which course. is my favourite chapter in the bloody <laughs> novel. But um, but yeah, the way he gets his man onto the train, the way Bond is spotted somewhere, and then it's like, all right, well, we got to get a guy there, and who do we know? That's it's just yeah, I love seeing Mister Big's machine work. Yeah. Um, and it's an idea that they adapted to the film. You know, something yeah, we got yeah. on, He's on, coming down Fifth it, Avenue now. But they just killed it. They ruined it yeah, in the movie. Yeah. It's like it's a little. They over. still they spoke to the tone and the idea, but you just didn't sell the seriousness of something. No, like it gets that. a bit black exploitation campy in the. Well, film, it reminds me it? of Hot Fuzz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trouble in the high speed, high street. <laughs> look at that arse. Get a look at <laughs> Sergeant Angel coming into your shop. Get a look at his arse. <laughs> I must say, Dave, you're doing a very good job at. Um, you know, turning me around on this. Um, on oh, I tell you, I had a killer experience with this one. <laughs> the positivity really is quite overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> making me really question why I walked into this thinking, uh, I don't know, maybe it's uh, not so good. Well, what were they? What were they? I, I must say, it's mm. it's the 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 use of the N word. Oh, look, that kills me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and I think I said in the uh, uh, preconceived notion that he uses ebonics. Oh yeah, um, which yeah. may so not be, mentioned that. be the right um, word, what term, or yeah. phrase. I, mm. I don't really know, and I apologise if that is an offensive word. Mm. Um, but when he writes like the the two gangsters in the, the club, and, yeah, and, and the the way that he uses the language a little bit, like, it gets a, I... it gets a little bit like uh, what was her name, Hattie Daniels in mm. Gone with the Wind. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a little bit of I'm not going to do it, but, yeah, but <laughs> it's an writing a I had a wonder. Yeah. I had a thought about that as it was. There was there's a particular. It's like he dials it up and then dials it down again. Yes, it's really strange. Yeah. Like Quarrel speaks normally. Regularly, but yeah. With, with, yeah. With, with this suggestion of different words spoken slightly yeah. with a Caribbean accent. Yeah. But then anything in America it does devolve it, into this kind of second language. And I wonder... And he doesn't do it for Felix. 
Which I'm like, because he's a Texan, Texan, there would be like G's and T's being so dropped. It, and yeah, I'm like, why aren't there's you a doing dialect, there's an accent. I think it's yeah. undeniable that that is a little bit of racist Fleming seeping yeah, through. Yeah, mm. I guess the other thing is, and it's not a thing that makes me dislike the book, is that I guess it leans, I love the set pieces, mm. but I think it leans a little too much towards that kind of the action movie thing for me yeah too much swashbuckle well it gets Mm -hmm. like it feels like the blueprint for the 80s action film it does like there's a training montage there's little flashbacks to like you know scenes like I, I, I think I love the way he brings... He's done it twice now. Mm. The way he brings in the uh, the briefing with them. Oh, that I, hope, like, that's I them. hope that's a mainstay. I hope that's a mainstay. I love that <gasps> stuff. And then it that. fades away and then we're yeah. here because we hear the tick-tock, tick-tock. Oh, the way he plays with time. That, like, that stuff's brilliant. Yeah. But I think there's... I, I like a classy Bond. Mm. <laughs> and this one feels a little... Maybe a little to roll up your sleeves and get in. Get we do sweaty get, and you know I was, a bandana around yeah, the head. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do stuff. get. I feel you. This is like Jungle Bond in it, a yes, way. Yeah, I was thinking of you in the because it was the first of its kind. Probably not. When he talks the, about breakfast 1,800 times. No, no, no. <laughs> Even that was a bit much for me. I was like, I get it. He likes scrambled eggs. <laughs> Maybe not an introduction to the literary world, but, but to the James Bond world is this incredible sequence on the train. Oh, yeah, on the Silver Phantom stuff. And the, yeah. and the kind of turn of high romance that we get. Although we're in this rugged world, we do yes. have a moment to, to sit in luxury. That stuff know? I oh, loved. Yeah. And I really loved the, the, the moments with Baldwin. Mm. Where he's like, "Look, I have to tell you, there are people on this train. They're coming for Baldwin's you. Baldwin's incredible. Lock your yeah. door. Mm. Like that. That stuff. I was like, oh yeah, that's mm. my shit. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, fact that you, he you cops want it. that to be more in your main world narrative to you, that uh, kind of essence. I guess. So. I think it just yeah. felt like we were jumping a little bit from from set piece to set piece. Funnily enough, yeah. it felt like there's there's an element of, and I think it's actually of a, plotting. A, well." It's probably a strength of the of the novel is the way that that Fleming's like, what next can I get away with? Yeah, what yeah. big action thing? How do I keep this exciting? Yeah, can yeah. I keep it exciting? Mm. And for me, I was a bit like, oh, maybe have only one or two of those, and let's like, mm. I'd love to because there were some moments where I was like, I'd really love to get to know Solitaire a bit more here, or I'd like to get to know Strangways a bit more, like. Because when Strangways was first introduced, With his he's iPad. got his eye patch. He'll be back, though. Oh, he's, he's, he'll, he'll, he'll be he's back. back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah, wait to see more Strangways. Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh, I'd love to... It's funny, because I was a bit critical of the philosophical discussion that Mathis and Bond have. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think it's a bit on the nose. The two written by the author, I think, yes, is what we came But I, I was like, oh, I'd love to see him work a bit more conversation in mm-hmm. between people. There is a lot of... Um, thinking in this one yes mm. and, and description of Bond moving from place to place which yeah. I think if that's what you want that's a he does it really really well mm. in, just in terms of what I would prefer if I had to weigh up Casino Royale and Live and Let Die if you they were two casino. avenues I would go mm. I'd definitely go Casino because it's a tastemaker this it one definitely because mm. I was just thinking I keep thinking about that bed and breakfast in 
and oh, how much I oh, love look, it's that an, whole. It's an thing. elegant Vivid. artistic novel, yes. Casino Royale. Yeah, it no, really is. That it's stuff it's I'm the just Jane like, Austen of the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, give me more of that. And I, yeah. because I know that my favourite novel is coming up after this. Mm, I can't and wait. I, for and it. I think Moonraker does a really good job of kind of blending the the balls to the wall action the of Live and Let Die and with a bit of that kind elegance. of like. Oh, it's just a spot of bed and breakfast. <laughs> There's that yeah. nice balance. Whereas this one feels like he's definitely like, all right, let me ramp up the action. This one is like yeah, action, action, action. Bit. And when he does it, like, oh. I, I, look, can we talk about it if now? If you were a 12-year-old in 1954, oh. this thing would have changed oh. your oh, you life. Blew your mind. Because yeah. I, I, I really want to talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. That's that whole chapter in the Ouroboros. Yep. I'm just like my favorite. Oh my, my favorite. God! So there's a character called the Robber. The Robber. Just to set him up. Yeah. Who who has been on to Bond since he entered Florida? Pretty much. Florida. Yeah. 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 And there's yeah. there's talk of him in New York of like oh he'll set the Robber well, rob- on you. Didn't the Robber spot guy? solitaire? No, that he was, was a cab driver. Oh, that was a cab, cab driver. driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, get the robber on the phone because I think I've seen Solitaire. Why the, didn't you tell me that Mr. The Big robber was here? stages or organises Solitaire's his kidnapping. kidnapping. And he's also waiting at the front when Felix and Bond like a, kind Turn of, up. a couple of nobodies. Hey, yes. can, we, can we tie up our boat yeah. out the front of you? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. it's the shotgun. Yeah. Mm. What's it called? The s- not the Sibilus, that's the, the super lot. Oh my, god. oh my god! Oh my god! We just watched a documentary where the super yacht was called the Sibilus. Uh, <laughs> so this is called the Sibyl. Sibyl. He's like, there's no, the there's no boat the called the Sibyl. No, it's a secateur. No, secateur is Mr. Big. Biggs, oh. Mr. Big's boat. Oh right. Felix, Felix says his boat yeah. is oh, called the oh, Sibyl. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, and the gotcha. robber is just like, there's nah, no boat mate, called the you better get out of here. Yeah. And I love that little stuff where Bond and Felix are just like. All right, all right, you got us. Shoots all the right. pelican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoots yes. the pelican. That's right. Dead. And that's such a kind of classic, don't shoot a seabird. Kind yeah, of, right? You yeah. know, especially when it's you, like can, an albatross you consider yeah. where the back half of the book goes. Bad omen. Yeah. You know? Bad mm. omen. But there's the mm. stuff in the Ouroboros. I think that's one of the most tense uh, <sighs> action scenes I've read. Like the way that he talks about the... The shootout and how slippering on the uh, on the luxurious fish or yes, whatever they yes. were, yeah. and how you know they gets the shots off and Bond pretends that he's been wounded yeah, in the leg, sounding more and, hurt and than he is. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That great little uh, moment where I was like, oh, that's such a good detail that very few people would put in there in their writing where he goes Bond was pleased to see that uh, his shirt had been wetted by the exploding tanks like he was close like he was like oh I got pretty close I got yeah. some shots yes. over there and he's yeah. like oh terribly sorry old boy I think this leg's gonna give out like all of that it's really tense like that feels Kaufman-esque actually yeah. that, that interaction yeah and and I just I love like, can I please I'll read you this is my I know Here I'm kind of skipping but my favourite um Passage. I wonder. Midnight if... among the words is my f- worms is my favorite chapter title. This... I think there needs to. I want to pioneer a set a series of James Bond short films. Let's crowdfund this baby, where we just make chapters, <laughs> chapters. Oh, individual God. chapters, yes. and Midnight Among the Worms is one of them. I think this is my favorite chapter. I'll, it's on. I'll read you the passage that is like. I'm just gonna say it. It's Anyone my favorite passage. Anyone got a spare passage. fifty grand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can make a Midnight Among the Worms. Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's after when uh, Bond kind of gets the drop on him mm. after, and, you know, the, and he's kind of uh, clinging desperately to the edge of the, um, you know, the, the drop down. Oh, into, yeah, into, into the, the shark, into the shark stuff. Like, oh, no option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah when he's pretending. Thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of quips in this book. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Mm. This, I was just like, oh, God, yes, Fleming. 
Bond looked down coldly at the white fingers desperately clinging to the sharp edge of concrete. He knew that the robber must have got the bolt back and somehow engineered lighter over the trap. He could hear the man's laugh of triumph as the floor swung open, could see the cruel smile as he penciled the note and stuck it into the bandages Mm. when they fished the half-eaten body out. For a moment, blind rage seized him. Mm -hmm. He kicked out sharply twice. That's license to kill me. One short scream came out of the depths like that i'm just Fleming. like oh my god and that's the final awesome. chapter oh, the final a small payment, payment had been made. made oh what a death that's the car off the cliff in for your eyes yes. only that's that's know, classic smith Cold and wesson you've had your six kind of stuff and him yeah. just like because there was something nice about that where because when i first read that i was like oh wait mate i wonder if maybe it was an accident and that's why you know they bandaged him up and blah 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 but then he goes, oh, well, Bond is like, nah, 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 he would have done note. this. And Fleming's probably trying to go, no, this is what actually happened. You know, this guy, don't feel mm. bad for him. Like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they've really fucked with him here. Mm. But there was part of me going, the quote again from Judy Dench's M, you're so blinded by inconsolable rage. Like, there is that, that pulsing that through, through Bond. I love it. I will say one little critique that I think the films did better. Mm-hmm. The note... It's overwritten in this one. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah. he's kind of auditioning you for a should, comedy show? Yeah, you should stop with, he disagreed with something that ate him. But then they go on and they're like, and we've got plenty more punchlines where that one came from. <laughs> we've got more better jokes where that is. <laughs> <laughs> All of that, I was just... But, man, yeah, the set pieces in this uh, are the highlight for me. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the... Uh, yeah, look, I think we can pretty neatly surmise it by some of its insensitivity, mm. its cultural, oh, yeah. and, and, yeah. and just the, the way that uh, he um, treats Solitaire as a prize. I think they're my oh, two yeah. big grievances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, apart sure. from that, there's not too many. No, missteps. if you want Action Bond, this, is this novel, I think so far, this is Action Bond. Oh, yeah. Full this of is like... it. Re- I can, I've said it a couple of times now, but I really... It is. It's like ticking every uh, checkbox for an '80s action classic. It's yeah. there. This like, is a very. I think. Beat, we, beat, I don't think people beat. realize how influential this one may be. Probably. I, I, think I mean, right. reading it, I'm sitting there thinking of the structure and going, "This is this is the formula." Oh, I mean, it's is, a, but that's obviously Fleming didn't come up with that no, hero no, sort of journey. No. But but it, it's more. I was getting formalized, those, Exactly. It? Exactly. And I'm As sitting pop. there going, "All right, well, the montage pop, is done. Absolutely, pulpy." Yeah. The, mo- the training montage is done. Now the hero's ready for the final, uh, you know, the storm sub- the castle. Yeah, yeah. We're going to take off all the henchmen and, and he says and as much the- too. Yes, like, yeah. It's great. It's really great stuff. Um, we we've kind of talked about solitaire a little bit. Mm. Um, she's a tricky one to talk about because there isn't there isn't a whole lot to her. No, not um, really. Outside of her kind of function. Um, yeah, what kind of uh, very risque bloody need... final line? Yeah, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, it went well, over my head. Too. Went over my head. She can't lay on her back because of her because of she's been scraped. So yeah, they'll have to do other positions on the tongue. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I thought that might have been it. <laughs> like, it just seems such a weird leaving. It's the leaving off the, point. Ah, yeah. ah, yeah. Like it's it. very risque. Like, oh well, I won't be able to do much because my broken finger, darling. Yeah. But what about my back? <laughs> <laughs> I think my thing with, with solitaire that I maybe haven't kind of put a pin in. Yeah. Is that although I really do 
uh, spark to her essence. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Why? She, why she's a great character. It does kneecap her a little bit in that she so implicitly trusts Bond from then on in. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of kills her character, even to the point where while they're being dragged through the reef, I wanted more from Solitaire. Yes. Mm. Um, apart from some... Instead of just being half-drowned for a moment while Bond can look up and see Which I really is. liked. I thought that was a pretty cool moment. But it also shows... That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. actually what made me think about it because yeah. that says a lot about Solitaire. Because Bond talks about, up until the final, final moment with her, there's still hope that things might go our way, that it, that it explodes before the reef. These are the three yeah. options that present mm. us. Or I'll have to kill her so so trust me so that I can do these things and when and so that lays the foundations of that you know turn her in the water so that I Mm. can see but I just yeah my mind goes that's a big thing for someone to do and a lot of fear tell me more about what's happening to her or at least if you're not going to do it now unpack it later let's let's disseminate this information Mm. you know and how it had affected these two people because it's what we did in Casino Royale but we're not given that Mm. So, I don't know, I think there's just a bit of a, a wrap-up element. It, it probably gives us the first sense of um, that classic Bond ending where they're left oh, in, the, in the grass it, or the raft or, yeah. the, or the love boat. Yeah. Or the, it's you know. Jinx and Bond on a bed of diamonds at yeah, the end. Yeah. All that, you know, Christmas comes once a year. They, exactly. they, there is a lot For of that. Sure. Yeah. But apart from that, I don't know how much more there is to, that I can say about no, Solitaire. I, the, the, the other scene that struck me with Solitaire was... Um, when she calls him and mm. and Bond is like, Oh no, it, it definitely it was definitely honest because she didn't she had to find a scrap of paper. It's yes, like, oh, right if it was a plan and Big was listening, then they would have had the paper ready and blah 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 blah. Mm. And um, the bag that she's left the bag when yes, she was kidnapped under There the was bed. an element to that scene where I was like, Oh, that that's the moment where I thought Vesper was gonna come back. I thought the ghost of Vesper was going to come here of, can I trust this woman? Yes. Because I, I trusted dilemma? a woman who I didn't know was a member of Smirch, who was working for Smirch. But in this one, she's, he's like, I know she is working for an agent of Smirch. And he just kind of goes, yeah, all right. All right, fine. I'll trust it. her. I'll trust her. Good point. There was a, little a bit, bit of a gap me. there. Yeah, there was a little mm. bit of me where I was mm. like, oh, I wonder wonder why Vesper didn't come back there. I mean, that's not so much a criticism I wonder if of she's solitaire will character. Come back. I know she does with um Mathis. She she definitely comes back uh around the um the Tiffany Case character. Okay. In Diamonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I he's got a long Vesper game. He's he's, he's oh, got yeah. a long game. Gosh, yeah. 14 novels. Mm. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot to unpack. Yes, there is. Um I tell you who I loved in this and I love the relationship between them, Felix. Oh, yeah, yes. it's a buddy movie. Oh. It really is. When Felix is amazing. Felix comes in, and the way that like James responds, and he goes, "Oh my God, Felix Leiter! I didn't know you were going to be yeah. on this. Oh, yeah. buddy, how the bloody hell have you been? <laughs> oh, they've stitched me up here. They didn't tell me it was going to be you. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a direct this, quote. It's <laughs> this great little like chummy <laughs> moment, and it's like <laughs> this genuine moment of Bond being like, "Hey, oh, they're just pals. It's so this cool. One. They love." Staying Spending time they with each do. other, they love listening to each other. They're just real friends. Yeah, yeah. And and I love the way that that's kind of um, you know again set up. There's that mirroring of mm. when Bond brings Solitaire to, and Felix opens the door and he goes, 
who the fuck is this? What are you doing here? Well, who's she? She uh, didn't tell me she was coming. It's <laughs> <Like, that's laughs> this great fucking thing. It's even this kind of um, when he's heading out uh, on the on the town with Lida. There's this great passage <laughs> yeah. where he t- he says the evening awaited them to be opened and read page by page, word by word. Yeah. Like even though he's on the on the prowl for, <laughs> for information, they still take the time to luxuriate in their night. Yeah, that they can enjoy. There's even a thing of. Yeah, Lida says, letter, letter. Um, it isn't a bad life when it consists of sitting in a comfortable bar, drinking good whiskey. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's a real it's a joy. It's a night out with the fellas. It's a night out the fellas. It's a boy's night. I, uh, it's a boy's I, mission. I it is a boy's mission. The funniest moment, though, for me, where I kind of went, what? Was after... Um, you know, James Bond's had his bloody finger broken and he's had to kill three men to fucking, you know, escape from Mr. Big. Meanwhile, Felix Leiter's like, clarinet's a bit shit, isn't it? <laughs> he's talking he's jazz. Like, Let's talk jazz. jazz music, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> an amazing scene. fucking moment. Isn't it was like, great? what the fuck is that? What a character. That he yeah. could just talk jazz with this guy that's kind of... Yeah, no, we prefer like... to have our lead man as percussionist, not as pianist. <laughs> the clarinet's a rubbish instrument. <laughs> what I will say about Felix is he digs his own grave a little bit. He's a lot like Bond in the fact that he won't wait. Yeah, yeah. The impatience sleep, right. of Leiter. Impatient and rash. Let's him down it does and it loses him a limb because if he went two of them two of them yeah. if, if he, he went why not you've got the best secret agent in the world that you wait love for wait for him let the two of you go back to the place I understand why you did it you're sure. a capable man you've got your own mission Bond slept in Bond slept in <laughs> sure. he drank too much you'd still have your arm and your leg yeah. you would you definitely would hubris yeah, there, there is an el- yeah there, and there's an element hubris. of that where you're like it feels a little bit like Fleming doing that thing of like oh, how do I get him how do I get him really badly hurt here that then <laughs> yeah. Bond wouldn't be able to stop that? <laughs> like, it made me think of that little moment um, in Casino Royale where Mathis is... Uh, Bond recounts something that Mathis had yes, seen. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. oh, but Mathis had told him. <laughs> <laughs> it was another <laughs> moment little... of that where I was like, hey, and Felix, um, you know, Felix went out and uh, well, he nearly died. And, and it was because Bond wasn't there. <laughs> and creative license. <laughs> yeah. But it is done much better because it is. There's that counterpoint of like, it's almost the warning of don't be too bloody, you know, hasty here, Bond, yeah, yeah, because Think about Felix it. is as good as you are and look, look what, what happened. happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, It's one thing that I heard Calvin Dyson talk about um, in his oh, review yes, of Live and Let Die. Of the novels, yeah. Uh, that apparently Fleming was actually planning on killing Leiter in this book. Really? And again, it was his US publisher that stepped in and said, don't do that, you're mad. Look at all your American readers. Oh, so wow. keep him in. Wow. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but mm. it'd be interesting to find out. Fact check. Mm. Fact check it. Oh, well, that was something that actually kind of... Because uh, one of the problems with the License to Kill movie is that, you know, Felix has had his leg bloody chomped off and his wife is dead. Mm. And then on the phone, he's like, Hey, James, how yeah. are you? Yeah. Oh, good to hear from you, buddy. <laughs> like, it's, it's like... Life's real swell. Yeah, he's which pretty is in the book. Which is in this, yeah. yeah. The way Strangways is like, well, he's actually pretty... Funnily enough, he's pretty cheerful. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, give him my best. Well, yeah, I know, he's got a bit of new skin on the face and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll have a bit of a wobble. <laughs> but, uh, Won't be the same man. <laughs> he's not the man he used to be. <laughs> Who are our other kind of... Um, well, Strangways. 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 A little underdeveloped, but yeah. interesting. would like to see more. Yes, like definitely more. piqued by curiosity. Strangely, the, the, I had... Um, 
lager in my mind. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I think well, the iron patch the was the, yeah, yeah, that really did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there's... Uh, Quarrel. 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 The man on the train, Baldwin. Baldwin. He's, he's my day player. Day player of the, day week, player of the week, for sure. I was actually gutted when the coldness, they were like... The the Pullman uh, the Pullman door boy or the um, whatever that what's his role he didn't make it he yeah. didn't make it yeah he got he exploded yeah mm. yeah it's it's very sad that <laughs> then you've got Dexter early on or yeah he, yeah who's a bit who's of a, a CIA, CIA guy no or FBI, an FBI guy? he's FBI yeah because he can only focus on what's happening in the nation yes that's which right which is why he doesn't go to Jamaica that's yeah, right out of your yeah. jurisdiction mm. Mm. apart from. That. Do we get a glimpse of Money Penny? Is that we do. In a yes, flashback? We get or something? a much more flattering portrayal we of do. her as well. She's we not get just like, given interesting eyes. She's uh, yeah, she's quite she walks um, them into capable. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. She's she seems uh, there's a much more developed relationship between Bond and her. I mean, this is the first interaction the two of them have had mm. in the novels. But um, how do we think M graduates as well? Oh, he. I I was like, okay, okay. I'm seeing Bernard Lee. I'm seeing Big Ray Fiennes. Massive. I'm seeing. I'm seeing a bit of the Dencham. Like I really. He's got a cross to bear. Yeah, mm. I came mm. on to to the M in this a lot stronger, and 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 I think that might be in part to, of the way that that Bond is really admiring of M. Mm. He's like well, he appreciates what he's he doing. He really for him. does. He's, he's, he's M has bought into James' uh, mission or purpose mm. and is and is helping it. Yes, he's he's invested. Yeah, he pities them. He pities him at one moment when he talks about, oh, the poor the poor bugger must just deal with the treasury. Yes, and yeah, paperwork yeah, so much, stuff. and yeah, and then the double O is his program is his little thing. Yeah. And Q branch is his little thing. thing yeah. And how they they share a passion for the um the dismantling of of Smirsh and mm, stuff yes. like that. There's there's great little nods there where I was like, oh, I'm starting to see a bit more of a relation here. It's definitely subordinate, mm. you know, bond oh, yeah, is subordinate. Yeah. But yeah. um I thought my the most interesting male relationship for me was between Bond and Quarrel in this. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, I loved the one with um with Lighter. Yeah, I thought yeah. it evolved beautifully and I'm so excited to see what Lighter is like now that he's I'm damaged. I'm trying to and... think if Lighter comes back. He well, surely must. Surely. Surely, surely. He has to. Yeah. He has to. But oh. I loved the nurturing uh, quality that came with Quarrel. That he was a bit of a protector of Bond. Did you get that yeah, sense? A little bit, yeah. 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 That he was, <laughs> I laughed at the... He, he gave him strength. He was a bit of a kind of, in, in mythological terms, a little bit of like a... a, a Form of respite, a form like of, a Samwise Gamgee, yeah, like building his strength up <laughs> yeah, and giving yeah. him the the, the massaging power. him, massaging him, yeah. oh. sometimes literally <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with palm oil, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get what you mean in a weird sort of way that the training, the training assistant or a kind of mentor, he is a mentor, or, even though he's like, an assistant, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's a unique Especially little with the water, the, the stuff that he teaches him about the wildlife and not to be afraid oh, of yeah, the barracuda. We shouldn't have the... shot him in the head, otherwise, yeah, yeah. And James says, I wouldn't have a face to spare. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> another quip. <laughs> another quip. He's quite quippy in this. He is. Yeah, he's, he's, very he's, he's a bit, bit more quippy he's in this. He's got a few. Yeah. I counted four or five solid oh, quips. We should say this. Did we should This be, should be a regular segment. Who'd you picture as James Bond? Was it a different this Bond this time? <sighs> Was it one of the actors? Was it someone else? Was it a, another mix-match conglomerate? I tell you who I keep picturing. Yeah. And I should have looked up his name, but I think we've actually spoken about him on the podcast before. Um, 
the guy the jag man the jag man the guy oh no what's his name he's a British actor plays um, Prince Philip in the Coleman oh. versions oh not oh. Matt Smith oh, no yeah, not yeah, Matt yeah. Smith um, Outlander um, Game of Thrones Ramsey, someone Ramsey. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's he's um. He's one of Craig's. He's one of Craig's before um, Money Penny. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's in a Villiers. He's Villiers. Villiers. Oh I my picture Villiers. Is I, Villiers playing Prince Philip? Yes. Oh, I think we've spoken about this. I think we've spoken about this. Listen when you talk. <laughs> because and I, there's a very specific reason. Um, because the actor has very strong striking uh, dimple creases mm-hmm. that look oh, like a scar. Like the scar and there's so many references to Bond's scar there in are. this yeah. book that I'm like yeah yeah like him like that actor I didn't see anyone in particular again more yeah. of a blur but I will say that the energy surrounding the character changed mm. there was a there was a different sort of essence I don't know how I would better describe that more well, rough and ready yeah. le- less genteel um, very much so I saw a bit of a Steve McQueen uh, kind of type, okay. mm. uh, which I know Craig gets compared to a little bit. But I, there was that kind of like the hard, the hard men that only existed in the fifties and sixties. Oh, I tell you <laughs> They're what, lean and tight and kind of fast. Well, and... I've already spoken about the chapter a few times, but my chapter of the day is. Um... Well, I've got it. It's a two-chapter spread. Oh, yep. I love the big switchboard, but yeah. but no no sense of humor where where <laughs> where Bond um, is tortured by Tihi and his fingers broken. Yes, and then he escapes. I did only see Daniel Craig in the escape from that. Oh, really? From that building mm. with the shotgun. He has. I think he has a sawn off. There's something that's sawn off. There's yes. something that's sawn off. Shotgun. He's wearing a long coat, and I just have this image of like the physicality of a Craig whipping around a corner and having yeah. a gun low, and and like the anger and the grimace <clears> and the <throat> and the tail moving. coat and the style, yeah, yeah. and then running out to the car. There was this big Craig I, again. The physicality. I think Craig is just nailed. It's funny you say sledgehammer, blunt instrument, because I'm pretty sure there's a commentary behind the scenes or some kind of interview whether it was from a director or, or even one of the stunt guys describing Craig that way well we've done that yeah, Jake. We've Craig done explained yeah, yeah. All right. well, I'm, I'm here to help you I'm giving you credibility oh my there's the chapter in Casino Royale called Blunt Instrument one thing I did want to pay <laughs> <laughs> never read it um, Point point to two is that uh, uh, there's such thing as a dildo cactus. I know. Yes. What the hell is yeah. a dildo? Page two. I read that and I was like, "What? No, hang on. Did I? Am I? What am I thinking of?" I googled it. I googled it. It's not pretty. Oh, oh. they look. What's it look like? Had to, okay, describe had, it. Had to clear my history. Describe it. But it's exactly what you think it is. A cactus with a whole bunch of knobs. No, it's it's like a. It looks it looks like a penis. That's what he just said. Covered in prickles. <laughs> oh. No, you said a cactus covered in knobs. I don't know what kind of cactus yeah. you're thinking of. There's, there's yeah. this weird thing right <laughs> out of line. I think a dildo of, cactus. <laughs> I think of the past as being cleaner and more polite. It but wasn't. it's really not. <laughs> it's not. It's it wasn't. Maybe even more juvenile. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, how much... I, I, it's a question I raised... Uh, we're getting to the end of this podcast, aren't yeah. we? It's a question I raised at the, in the last one, but how much um, did the did the fifties play a role in this one for you? Ah, uh, this one this one definitely felt to me the most fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there was like this there were still you know kind of pristine uh, places that were untouched by the tourism trade yeah and I think without it this novel and can't the take place. Of Jamaica yeah mm. yeah because I guess I know that jet travel is happening in the 50s but it's really the 60s where that really takes off and becomes a a more common thing mm. whereas you know there, there was there's this element of like we're in the far off places at the mm. moment like Jamaica is difficult to get to it's not somewhere where you could just jump on a plane and, and head to and and like Mr. Big's eyes as well which you know in today's world would be cameras very 50s eyes oh but, yes but the fact that he eyes. relies on, on feet on the street Yes. and radio and stuff it's, yeah. that's, that was a big it's element. very analogue isn't it yeah, yeah. very analogue yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a very analogue world and yeah, New York feels very 50s yeah. it feels like a New yeah. York that that just stopped existing yeah, yeah. You know? and he, he you know the way he requests all these pamphlets and books on, on the sea life yes. yeah, to research yeah, 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 things yeah. just yeah. google it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's it, funny. It's a good question because it's not something that I was conscious of reading it, but thinking about it now, you know, Bond flying into Jamaica, you know, the plane that I had in my mind, it had circular windows, you know, like those kind of old school oh, yeah. 50, 60 circular windows. Portholes um, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, New York was very much like that grungy sort of, I don't know, 50s, I don't know, it's obviously a romantic hybrid vision in my mind, but... Yeah, it's funny you say that. Well, I did Google one of the cars. Yes, that Bond I, I was just trying well. to find that. What was the name of the car again? Um, it was a not the American one Felix gives him, but the one he gets in Jamaica. Yes, it's um, a little coupe, little coupe thing. I had a good From look at that. Fifty. Oh yes, he's like it's still the most modern. There's that car where he goes. It was fifteen years old by that point, but still the most modern looking car. It doesn't look bottled anymore. In the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah That's yeah. that car, isn't it? I, I don't know now. Think so. There's two... I know that there's one where he's like, oh, these hideous American cars. Yes. He goes on this huge like, diatribe where he's like, these bloody American cars. They've got no they're, personality yeah, to so them. They're only to get you from A to B and they break within a bloody... Uh, Not year, the European, year, European you know, cars. So the European cars are much, much better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does have that big discussion. <laughs> he does. The, 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 um, fr- what is it called? Um, it's like the Starbucking of the yes. car, of the yeah, car yeah, industry. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. totally. But yeah. it is. In my mind, now that I think about it, it is a very 50s movie. Yeah. Yeah. It, it isn't saturated with that, with with the technology or... Even Florida, in my mind, is kind of painted with this kind of haze of 50s romance. Mm. And, and it's yeah. not as overdeveloped or, you know, not as... Not as steel and glass as well, maybe the what, world is. A tall building was still like, a, oh my god, you can see that tall building from miles away. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's not yeah, like right. a cluster of it's probably only you know, seven stories or ten stories yeah. high. Well, let me ask you this, gadget man. Oh yeah, what do you think of the gadgets? There's a few. There's, There's a lot. Definitely I mean, a few. The, the perception of what a gadget is in these novels is called into question. Definitely, yeah. I um, really love the use of gadgets in this mm. and because it feels real it does I think they got the balance even really the right. suit that he receives oh. and the limpet oh, mine the wetsuit yeah. the limpet mine the, lim- the little, in its the little pencil yep. flashlight that comes yeah, back yeah. love it like this is all cutting edge tech as well it, 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 like, these it's are real spy shit it's real spy shit the, you know the fact that he goes and gets the cutter and the and putty the handle like you said you know it's like there's some really cool stuff the knife that he whips out and stabs the bloody uh the, the, fish. the fish with yeah. Oh, I mean even well I guess it's the more harpoon, of a weapon but gun. the harpoon gun mm. um, certainly all the different fuses that he gets yes 
I love all of that stuff. That was mm. great. And that he's waiting so desperately for the shark repellent and it, it never comes. comes. <laughs> it's like, no, nope, stuff it. That's just That's a minor detail. That's, you know, well, I love that little thing. He's like, this would have been the perfect moment to just shot repellent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd need this. <laughs> it gets terrifying it. under the water. Oh, it's oh, really it's, vivid, it's, isn't it? I had to Google what a barracuda looked like, and they are scary. Oh, they're, they're nasty. nasty looking things, aren't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But thumbs up for the gadgets. Uh, my gadget would have to go to uh, Mr. Big's gun desk. Oh, yes. That's, okay. a, that's a fair income. I think my gadget's got to be the switchboard. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Which isn't a gadget, but the way it, it it's is cutting used, tech, It's cutting, cutting edge, edge tech. tech. Yeah. I'll go the limpet mine. The limpet I know it's not really a gadget. It's more a weapon. But very but important. Yeah. I have a feeling, here's a preconceived notion for the yeah, series, yeah. everything's going to be about blowing stuff up. Ah! <laughs> I think you might be, be very... onto something there. I boom, boom, boom. I'm all right with it. Yeah. I'm all right. Because it's, it's really... That's how you do it. Well, there's a little bit of nuclear bomb action in the next oh, one. Oh, <laughs> Ticking time clock. <laughs> well, we've kind of mentioned him. I think we all settled on Day Player of the Week being Baldwin. Is there anyone else that you would shout out? Because you've been big on Whisper. Whisper's more a henchman territory. You wouldn't put him as... Because he, he feels smaller than he is in the film. Yeah, I feel like and so do T. He yeah, does, yeah, but I've got to say, smaller. the sort of... That uh, laugh that I was picturing for Tee was terrifying. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, the the I don't know what image or what I was connected to in that, in that big switchboard scene, but when Whisper is doing his stuff and talking so quietly about everything and, and relaying his instructions like this, and, and then they paint his history as someone who came from the, the, the TB part of... Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, but his of, lungs of are damaged. His lungs yeah. are damaged. Yeah. There was just a sort of sensuality is the wrong word, but it's also right. It's more of like a sensory. I was really. Oh in, yes. I was in that room. I could see the lighting. I could see the way he was moving his arms quietly. How everything was so delicate. It hit me really. Really hard. put you there. It really. It hit me hard. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I. Yeah. So and favorite chapter. So that would be yours. Oh, I love the way Bond escapes in in No Sense of Humor. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, I have to give it to the big switchboard. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, sir, boss, said the whisper, breathing fast. The voice went quiet. The operator took the whole handful of plugs and soon the big switchboard was alive with winking lights. Softly, urgently, he whispered on into the evening. Lovely. Oh, it's spy shit. Yeah, it's spy shit. bloody is. Chapter 15 for me. Vote Ooh. one, chapter 15. Midnight Among the Worms. Absolutely. Oh, it's got to be someone's favourite. It's bloody good. Mate, best chapter. It's peak live and let die for me. Spy yeah. shit, detective bond, stealth, gunfight, fist fight, poison fish, pirate treasure. It's great. Love it. It's brilliant. Well, that's my favourite chapter as well. Mm. Midnight Among the Worms. Well, special mention to The Undertaker's Wind. Yeah, uh, that's a yeah, good one too. Beautiful. The great moment where we get to see the relationship with Quarrel and that great discussion that we were talking about before. Mm. What a book. It is. Well, let's give our rating for it. Do it. it. Mm. Uh, Mr. Jake Spear. Ah, he's going to make me go fast. Yeah, well, that's the order we've established over 30 episodes. Uh, And every time you are surprised. No, I think (laughs) I'm going to fact check you on that. I think you flip and flop. I think we have Is there a fact check next week or not? There will be a fact check. There will be a fact check. Absolutely. The people want their facts checked. Outlandish statements have been. They want them checked properly. Yeah. All right. But All the right. detail we don't know that we want. Yeah, you bloody don't. All but of a sudden, I get Rain Man on something, and you're like, oh, you Give us your rating, Jake. What's with Jeez. the delay? Come oh. on. All right, yabbin well. Him, yabbin him. Look, gun to my head, 
It's not as good as Casino Royale. Okay. I think if I was going to choose to reread either of them, I think I'd pick up Casino before I'd pick up this. But this gave me a lot of the stuff I really love. The set pieces. Love. Love. I thought you hated it. I thought it left you cold. Oh. That's what you said coming into the room. Yeah, and I said you've done a good job at convincing me otherwise. You've got mm. very interesting a and a points. Look, anyone that doesn't flip or flop is too set in their ways. They <laughs> get their head checked. All right, fair, fair. You go some technicality. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch yourself. Uh, I'm going to give this... Look, I, I don't want to get too excited because I have a feeling there's going to be some better ones coming. Right. That being said, I did really like it. Really good spy shit. Good, good action sequences. Let me say... Definitely shaken. Mm. Let me say... I'm going to put it at a seven. Seven? Shaken seven. Shaken seven. All right. This is tough. Mr. Darby Deck. This is tough. I feel like... You seemed... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I did. I I I lost my train of thought. That's exactly how he felt. That's how I Conflicted. Conflicted. You seemed conflicted when he mentioned, would you prefer Casino to this? I yeah. guess we're, in the, we're judging I two think, novels. Yeah, so that's the thing. We're still early in. Yeah, I think Casino is a better novel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had more fun reading this one. Right. Mm. So I would probably... What do you want from a Bond novel? I think I want more fun. <gasps> oh, you flipped. Oh, ah. he's a flip-flopper. Mm. But, but, but no, as long as the fun stays like this, right... Right, not yeah, getting not, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah everything's yeah. still pretty grounded. It's in the world. So, it's yes. in the world that I love. It's real fun. It is. It is a swashbuckling tale, mm. and I think that's what I want. Mm. Um, I think I want, but I'm 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 cautious because you want Hardy Boys adventure. I do want a little <laughs> bit of a Hardy Boys adventure, yeah. but mature. Um, and reflective and this gave me all of that I do agree with Jake I think it gets better than this but only for this one's faults I think the ingredients that Fleming's introducing uh, into the mix here there's a lot to be said for the fact that it's happening first here Mm -hmm. I wonder if he's going to retread this ground it seems likely that he will given the scope of his villain and his villain's intentions you know what I mean it feels Mm -hmm. like there's going to be other villains that resemble this one I really love this book yeah, couldn't tell. I, I, I really love it. I uh, despite its, despite its age, yeah, and its kind of creaky, archaic elements. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one for me is a shaken nine. <gasps> shaken oh, nine. Wow. Yeah. Holy guacamole! I don't think we're going to get this particular essence again. Not to say okay, we won't yeah. get something new. Preconceived yeah, notion. Yeah. yeah. Not to say we won't get something new. And I'm excited. I might find again the next one takes me in a direction that I wasn't. Anticipating, anticipating at all, and, yeah. and and it is just as fulfilling again. Maybe Part of the, the joy of it, isn't is it? Enough. The style is enough. Take me anywhere. Yeah, mm. you know who knows. I, yeah, I struck. I, it's funny because I don't think I was particularly overly critical in this review. Um, I definitely struggled reading this one. It was the one I didn't with Casino. I just I the first time I picked it up. Uh, to, for the first read through I just read through Casino Royale in one mm. sitting mm. granted this is a longer book it's about twice the bloody length of Casino Royale I did I did stop start and I had to there was a couple of times where I'd give it a couple of days in between chapters and I'd go alright come on you go finish it pick it yeah, up you yeah. gotta finish it 
And as I said, I, I love the set pieces in this. Uh, I think there's just there's bits in the gaps that, that, that lose me. doesn't yep. have that kind of tight... The tautness that I think Casino Royale had. Mm. Um, it's, not a, it's not a bad novel. Uh, the only thing that I would say that, that I definitely struggle with the most... It would be the 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 way that it has aged, mm. just in terms of it's written in 1954 by a British man dealing with you know very complicated socio political issues over in but another country. He seems a little oblivious too. He does seem very oblivious too, <laughs> yeah. and I think as time goes on, that obliviousness starts to look a little more like carelessness. Yes, it does. In a way, yeah. Um, I mean, I must say, the 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 use of the N word for someone in twenty twenty, just in all its forms, is really difficult to read. Mm, yes, um, it is. So that that definitely hampers it for it me. It does. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I think it is. It's a fairly good, um, like you say, adventure action novel. Lay but it on. is. It's if I had to choose between Casino Royale and this, mm. I think I think it's. And because I know that my favourite novel is coming up next, yeah. it's kind of bookended by two really strong efforts, which I think bumps this down. I think it is still shaken. I'll give it a shaken. But in the same way that I think Goldfinger, the film, got hampered for me, I think yeah. this one gets a little hampered, a little hampered. for me. So I'm going to say... Six. Oh. Six. I'm going to shake it six. I think that's there the biggest... Go disparity we've had uh, ever ratings I, on I anything. might be labelled a, a racist sympathiser <laughs> <laughs> no I don't think you will um, <laughs> or a 90s sugar kid that loves his bloody adventure yeah, yeah. Oh, you well, dirty think, devil no yeah. I think on the criteria that you're judging it by it's a hundred I'm forgiving I, I'm forgiving a lot yeah but, but, I, but I think also the criteria you're judging by yeah it scores that highly. Look, you know the, what I mean? Like the, the thing, the version of this that doesn't have all those things dragging it down is an eleven. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah, it's, mm. it's mm. absolutely. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, well, gentlemen, it's a f- we're back to the films. Oh. Oh. and oh, I think it's the last time I have to say this. But it's Casino Royale again. <laughs> There's another one. There's another one. Oh, I'm bloody excited for this uh, one. This one is kooky, crazy. It's uh, next time we will be joining you, or you'll be joining us, however you look at it, <laughs> for 1967's Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. <laughs> Does it have an exclamation mark? It should. It should. <laughs> <laughs> it really should. <laughs> <laughs>